Take a moment to say hello to your divine nature, to the essence inside you. Just go home. It's a letting go of your interest in your thoughts. There's nothing else to do except let go your interest in your thoughts. And say hello to your divine essence. that still, quiet, quiet, knowing <coughs> place within you, then just open a door to it so that if it shows itself, then it's welcome. There's no way that it's supposed to feel, but the body tends to be relaxed. There's nothing kind of going on, and nothing really matters. If you think it's supposed to feel a certain way, then you're still in your mind. Melt, dissolve. Merge with your true nature. Stay inside. The outside world will always have distractions. Your mind might choose to follow them and might not. Stay inside. Stay inside. I'm going to give a small exercise just to see if you can stay outside of the stories of your mind. 
So I'm going to sound these tingshas again. And in the world, phenomenally, they were made 400 years ago, this particular pair. Don't be interested in that. The first time that they were sounded was 400 years ago. Drop into Four hundred years ago, or drop out of time. Use it to drop out of time. But if that sounds nuts, then let it take you to four hundred years ago. Time is just a concept that we use to join our thoughts together so that we can function here. That's all it is. So I want to introduce a sound that will not lock you into here and now, April 2017. I want to use a sound that appears here, but also appears someplace else as the very same identical sound wave. So we're going to hear a sound that's not in this time and space. Access that part of you that's outside of time. you need to, we dive again, outside of time. There won't be anything concrete outside of time. (laughs) 
won't be able to label anything. There's just a taste, an essence, no more. The capacity of your mind to think, to hear these words, to comprehend. Doesn't interfere with your essence that's outside of time. It doesn't need to blot out your awareness, your access to outside of time. volume of what's happening in this supposed here and now be really low so that outside of time is where you're looking from. Stay in your divine essence. What on earth is worth leaving it for what? Story, desires, where are they in outside of time? Where are, where are they? What importance do they hold in your essence that's outside of time? You won't be able to find them there. You just can't find them there. Stay in your divine essence and let some more stimulation come into the body by opening your eyes. It's where we get a whole load of information. So let your eyes be open, but don't let labeling start. I see this, I have a comment to make about this. It looks like this, I prefer if this. Don't go there. Let your eyes be open. Passive seeing is enough. It's enough. Now only you know 
if you can still access and rest in outside of time. So you have information coming through your ears, through your eyes, and are you still looking from outside of time? picture in front of you rearrange itself in whatever way it needs to. Your brain will take care of that as long as your primary interest is in your divine essence. But if you are still getting a lot of kicks out of life, you'll be back in story. You'll be back writing story right now, and your thinking mind will be busy with all kinds of comments and judgments. That's how it works. Someone asked me yesterday, Will I wake up this weekend? And I said, Well, if you stop being interested in your desires, then it didn't go down too well. But it's the truth. It's the truth. It's about nothing. The dialogue in your mind is about nothing. It's garbage. There's going to be new dialogue in the next few minutes. You'd have forgotten what's so important now that takes your attention this minute. It's all BS. See it for what it is. Your brain will reorganize itself so that it will kick in to function when a task needs to happen. But the internal yakety yak, that can stop. If you drop your interest in it. There's nothing to be gained, you know, from the yakety yak, nothing at all. Have you seen through it? It's just an infinite supply of yakety yak. Just an infinite supply of infinite commentary with highs and lows and Juice and no juice. It's exhausting. There's another way that living happens, which is much more organic, more natural to being human. Your mind will think that it's trading power, greed, money, status, self-image. They're hell. To sustain those, they're hell. All values, no matter how noble. But I'm a healer, I'm changing the world. It still stinks. It still stinks. All identity stinks. There's nothing to be gained from it. 
just a hamster wheel. Outside of time. Outside of time. Outside of time. So if your mind is telling you that you'll miss something by disengaging from the drama side of life and by coming from outside of time, if your mind is telling you that you're going to miss something and that you'll be, as we say in Ireland, a dry shite, you know, that you'll just be no fun and you'll be a tofu eating boar, you know, like, it's garbage, it's just more of the yak. <clears throat> The idea that you gain and that you lose only happens in the busy mind. Outside of time doesn't do that. It doesn't do I lose and I gain. It doesn't. It's not valid there. So the thought of it is just can't arise. So waking up isn't about gaining something. It's about an entirely different perspective, which is essential to being human, being fully human. It's totally natural. We have ourselves turned inside out, and it's hell. There'll be two reasons, primarily, that keep you from looking from the outside of time place. One is that you're not really interested. You don't really want to wake up. And the other one is that life is just too juicy. The stories you have in your mind, be they positive or negative, are just too darn interesting to drop. They're the only two things. So our approach is twofold. Number one, you spend more time outside of time. Get your brain used to being outside of all of it so that you learn how to function there. And there is a bit of learning to function there, because we're in the world. We're not in ashrams and monasteries anymore. So you have to kind of learn how to do it. But it happens organically, because it's natural. So we can talk about stepping back, stepping outside of time, and hanging out there more often. Or we can dissolve what makes the story and the drama and the all about me so interesting to you. Why are you so addicted to it? And we can unhook your addiction to me, myself, I. 
but you have to know when it's appropriate for you personally. And this is the thing, because we don't live in an era of where you have one teacher who takes you all the way. We don't. It's times have changed. You've got a plethora of different things to try. You have to be able to manage to know where am I at and what do I need right now? What pointing resonates for me right now? And in making that shift to being able to direct your own path, you need to know Am I stuck in my story and I absolutely can't pull back and I need help with my story? Or am I just not prioritizing going in? Because somehow, I'm not ready. I don't want it. My mind has come there and it said it's boring. Like, do you really want to wake up? Do you really want to wake up? There must be a not yet if you're prepared to leave your divine essence to go back into your story. There must be a not yet at play. So be honest with yourself. Know what you're doing. You need to know what you're doing in order to know what remedy will help. So it does boil down to two things. You're either hanging out in your divine essence and the show's over. Or if you keep going back into Storyland, what the heck is so darn interesting about that? Is it just bad habit? Is it addiction? Is it you want revenge? You want to experience phenomenal freedom? You want what's going on? And when will that be done? The thing is, it won't ever be done. You, you get to see through how you're fooling yourself. Do we have, we have a chair here? Darling, do you want to sit in the chair? No, I'm in. Okay. Get to know where you're at, what games you're playing with yourself. It will mean that you'll have to be very honest with yourself. And you probably know yourself, the stuff that you're trying to hide from yourself is very obvious to other people. have a willingness to, to see your own shadow, huh? to see the games you play with yourself. And don't defend them. Don't defend them. It's not you anyway. It's just neurology and habit and karma and distraction and addiction. And the capacity for pure consciousness to live a life Imagining that it's personal, that it's individual, that it's got a subjective experience going on. That's all that it is, actually. It's not you, so what are you defending it for?
No need to play games with yourself. Is there any access to outside of time right now? Yeah? Well done. The odd nod. Okay. Okay. See how quickly we can go into yakety yakety yak. Into, oh, that's interesting. Mm, I agree with that. I don't agree with that. Hmm, I must remember that. Like, really? If you've left the outside of all of it, what was it that made you leave it? What was more interesting than the state of being awake? What was more interesting than the state of being awake? What part of your identity was so intriguing that it got you going again, back into the me, myself, I? I have something to gain here. That's a usual story at Satsang. The mind will imagine it has something to gain. This will make it better. It's like, yeah, but it, it won't be good enough. It will make it better, but it won't be good enough. It can't be good enough. Outside of all of it is the only place that that idea doesn't feature. In the world, something is good enough for a while. Be good if my mortgage was paid. It's like, yeah, but you know what? Mortgage will be paid. And two weeks later, there will be something else that you will need to make it better. There will be something else. That's how it works. So there's no solving it on a phenomenal level. There's only the outside of all of it where that cycle of thinking doesn't show up. It's not denied, it's just that it actually doesn't exist. It just doesn't exist. You're in your true nature. You're not in your mind-created phenomenal experience. Outside of time. And outside of time. Functioning happens. You, you do what you need to do. You, you play your part. But you won't be identified with the one who's playing his or her part. It's real freedom when only what needs to happen happens through your form. When it's locked, not blocked by procrastination, wanting to do something else, having a better idea, <clears throat> heavy sense of personal responsibility. These are the games we play, huh? And they're just mechanisms that the mind uses in order to keep the personal 
me, myself, I, alive. It's like a self-believing mechanism, you know. If you can run a nice story, it's automatically believed into existence. And then it's real. And if it's real, you've no access to outside of time. When you believe in it, it's gone. Because to believe your thoughts, you've gone so far into storyland, you won't have the bandwidth to be outside of time. You can't do both at the same time. So when you believe your thought, your perception narrows and you're in your personal world. And the outside of time, it's a concept. That's a concept then. When thoughts are seen to be thoughts, it's a different story. You have enough bandwidth to be outside of all of it. You're not hypnotized, you're not lost. Is there access to outside of time right now? Just check in with yourself. Did you get lost again in the monologue that's coming from the top of the room? It's easier to slip into me, myself, I, to be really interested in what's going on. So what is it? If you lost access to outside of time just there, what was it? Is it something that Jack's saying is going to help me in my story? What was it? What was the hook? Did you bring in something that's happening at home or at work? Did you bring in something else and that that was more interesting? What, what, what took your attention that's so important that you left your divine essence to trade it out for a personal story? What is so important? How could anything be important enough? Anything. Even world peace, even saving the planet, anything, how could anything be worth leaving your divine essence? At some level, it's all story. It's all story. And if you're resisting what I just said, it's like, okay, there's a value placed on that story. That story is an exception to other stories. It's not, actually, they're all stories. They're all stories. But you have little exceptions, and they're the ones that you're addicted to. Because that's your value system. And your value system is toxic. Toxic. And it tends to kind of move, you know, it tends to be kind of politically correct and environmentally friendly, but when we move towards like <coughs> unity consciousness and we see the interconnectedness of everything and we know that the ecosystem is one cycle and, and that's all it is, is unity consciousness is coming in. Don't stay there. Don't stay there. Unity consciousness is a phase. You're le leaving separation. You're going to the unified field. Thankfully, science has that phrase now, so, you know, it doesn't sound too gobbledygook. So deeper than that, deeper than the unified field. Outside of all of it, outside of time is a good arrow. Because it's like, huh? Because the mind has to use time to pull the stories of you together to make a continuous sense of you being there so that you can function. But it's just a mechanism for functioning. 
a useful illusion. But it's an illusion. So where are you invested? What's going on? It's never going to be enough, you know, the phenomenal world. What your mind will give you, it will never be enough. It can't be enough. It's not wired to give you enough. It's wired to entertain. That's all. Bad or good, it doesn't care. It's just the story going. It's just experiences going. That's all it is. more outside of time huh? or if you can't get it go to when this noise is made first this particular noise is made first melt into your divineness. Let it have you. Let it have all of you. Let go of the fight. Just let go. So we're going to open the format to questions or dialogue. 
but keep watching. Where am I looking from? Where am I looking from? Am I stuck in story, identified with... Because, you know, in these gatherings, you'll be able to resonate with every question that's asked. That's the nature of it, because at this stage of the game, we all tend to have the same issues going on, some version of them, you know? We're not as unique as we like to think we are. Sure. Want to come up? Oh my God. I feel like I'm going to die. I feel like you're going to die. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, I, um... Well, I have to tell you the story. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been at this a long time. Uh-huh. And uh, a few years back, I, and I don't know how long, I, I remember the day, but I all of a sudden, everything that I was doing and everything that everybody was doing looked ridiculous to me. Like there was yes. some place that I was fooled into thinking I was going by doing different things. So, you know, I still have it going on. I mean, I don't even know why I came here. Do you know what I'm saying? Because uh-huh. it's like nothing, nowhere to go. It's been very, very uncomfortable. And at the same time, I noticed that I have moments of... Um, I seem to be less bothered in a way, like, um, I, I don't know what to call it. Maybe it's like being more present. To, it's like separation has kind of, not disappeared, but really has kind of, um, it's floating away at the same time it's been floating away. But I, I just, this, the story that goes on in my head is like, there's nothing to do. Okay. And what am I supposed to be doing? You okay. know, if yeah. there's, you know, there's nothing to go after. Yeah. Um, there isn't really anything. I mean, even if something's going to make me feel a little bit better for a little while, it, it's not. The, the, I'm identified with this story now about this. Yes. So it just came into yes. another farm. Yes. Right? So it's still all ego talk. Yes. Because I can tell by the way I feel. Yes. I feel, you know, lousy. You know, it, it doesn't feel natural. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know what, I, you know, it's like I, I said, what do I have to see, you know? I mean, I look at the way that I... Uh, I mean, I, I can see the story and the thoughts... Uh-huh. Um, I'm just not sure. I mean, I know there's an I that I'm identified with. Is there? I think so. I mean, why would I be having this conversation if there wasn't somebody to get better? <laughs> so You know what I mean? I, I do. I mean, so I I'm thinking do. there is some place that I'm... I just don't know how to get out. I don't know. 
I just don't know. So when you're not running a nice story, what's going on? Not much. And is that all right? No. <laughs> no? Well, it, it just feels uh, like I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm on another planet or something. Huh. You know, like I can go, I mean, I can go, you know, I mean, I'll give you an example. I, I went, my husband, oh, let's go, you know, he loves to go to Arizona. Oh, let's go to Arizona for the winter. And like in my mind, it's like, why would I move my body to another state for the weather? Do you know, it like doesn't, uh -huh. it's like there's nothing there. And uh -huh. it's an understand, a lot of people move to warmer weather because they mm -hmm. like it. Mm -hmm. Or they feel better, whatever. I just don't get the the motion of going from this to this yes. so that I can feel better. It's yes. useless now. Okay. Okay. Is it that you feel alive when something is making you feel fed up or stuck? Feels like that's very familiar to you, that feeling. You know, oh, of yeah. like, there's nothing to do, and well, like, but I don't want to feel this way. It's like you've gotten yourself into a groove of feeling a way that you don't, feeling a way that you don't want to feel. So the scene that you had, your mind has turned it into a story. Right. The scene needs to be the anchor, the place that you look from, of where you know that all this run-around business that we all do is, is nothing, is about nothing. The knowing of that has a clarity and there's a feeling of wellness in the body because of it. There's exceptions, but for your purpose, there's a feeling of wellness with it. The wellness is not in my body, though. Yeah. I've also had a lot of, like, a lot of vertigo, a lot of feeling unbalanced, physically unbalanced. I, it's, it's funny because it doesn't feel like depressed. It just feels like no, you know, nowhere to hang your hat, you yes. know? Yes, yes, yes. It's kind of dangling out there. It's uncomfortable. It's just uncomfortable. Yes. So in, in the... Uh, Three quarters of an hour where we were talking there. Yeah. Did the feeling leave at all? Was there an absence of that feeling of it's kind of hopeless or? Uh, no, I didn't feel that it was hopeless. I mean, I felt that I was listening to what you were saying. I could hear what you were saying, that there was that. Um... Did you have access to something where how you felt did not feature? Did not what? Didn't feature. How you felt didn't come in as a thought. Uh, off and on. Okay. At least there was a break from it. Yeah. Sometimes I have total breaks from it. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. And then, I, you know, I'm just doing what I do and I'm enjoying what I'm doing. And sometimes I have breaks from it. And then yeah. sometimes it just gets... I yeah. I falling back in. Yeah. So... It's fundamentally a thought that you're running. Is it like, there's no place to lay my hat here. There's no point in anything. I don't get it. You know, whatever story you're running there, 
that's become your new reference point. And so you're making it your experience. But your mind has created that. And yeah. they are the thoughts that you're now buying. Right. You've just swapped out. I did, yeah. That's what mind is telling you. You're still interested in what your mind is saying. It's a sophisticated layer, but it's still yeah. what, just what your mind is saying, and that's your experience. Sure, there's nothing to do, but when the mind is saying there's nothing to do, it's very different to like outside of all of it, knowing that there's nothing to do. They're two very different things. Yeah. One is just a concept, and your mind is using a spiritual concept in order to keep yeah. you stuck. Yeah. That's what's happening like a, there. Like the belief makes it a lie. Oh, the belief is yeah. not the same as the what is, I guess. <laughs> no, the I mean, it belief. All. Yes, exactly. Well, it's like a belief. Yeah, you've turned it into a belief. Yeah. Exactly. You have it, yeah. And then it's become your experience. And then there is no access to the place where there really is nothing to do. Right. But doing happens. And it's all free and loose, whether you're doing or not doing. There'll be a movement to go to Arizona or there won't. Right. But there won't be a comment around, why would I do that? You wouldn't go um, into thinking around it. So they the would... movement to not do is the same thing. Yes, the movement to not do is the same as the movement to do. do it, getting why, why am I here at this satsang anyway all right so i have something to get or i know i'm not going to get anything they're the same right they're the very same mm -hmm. yeah so you're believing thoughts still and that's creating your experience so i'd love to see you able to access the perspective the real place right. where that seeing happened yeah. So it's about staying there, not bringing the imprint or the memory of it into the me, myself story. Right, yeah. You've dragged it in, yeah, you see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's become, you know, the, the, some concepts from it have become your reality. Can you see what's happened? Yeah, I mean, well, for a while it felt pretty free, and sometimes that, that sort of freedom comes in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but the more, you know, yeah. I'm in this story, I just have no access to, you know. The, yeah, there is no access when yeah. you're believing the story. Right. But when the belief isn't there, the thought is a bit looser, of course, the opening to there is available to you then. That's when you get your breaks from it. But you pick it right up again soon. So what do you do? I mean... You've got to drop that thought. You've got to see through it. It's like a loop. It's a loop. There's nothing to do. It's all kind of pointless. There's nothing to get. Why would I bother doing anything? It's like you're just running a whole cycle of thoughts. Mm -hmm. That's what you're doing. So you've got to see through yeah. it. It's like, ah, I'm on it. I'm not going onto that hamster wheel. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. All right. So if I sit in stillness here, let's see if there's a movement to do something. Let's see. How, how deep into my essence can I go now? Can I shift right out of it? And your mind is going to try and come with you, you know? It's going to try and say, you know, bugger off. Like, outside of all of it. Stepping back to where, yeah, sure, all this running around is about nothing, but actually it's kind of fun and it's light and it, the cosmic joke thing yeah. is valid there. It's a bit of a giggle, mm -hmm. you know? 
So if you can trace it back through the memory, fine. But if your mind has sabotaged the memory and you actually can't access the place, then drop it. Drop it. And just sink in. Sink in, okay, deeper than this thought. I know I'm in thought because it's telling me this experience is pretty rough. So deeper than this, deeper than this. Let it get really quiet, really still. And that thought won't appear around, it's all for nothing, there's nothing to do, what am I doing here? Because it's all about nothing. That won't appear in the stillness. It won't. But you've kind of convinced yourself that that's kind of what the stillness feels like. Doesn't it? Yeah, it's almost like, you know, the, the mind hates it or something. You know, it just doesn't get to have a story. It's all story. I feel crazy, you know. That, I know, I know. <laughs> you must so... feel crazy. You must feel crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know where you're at. I can feel it. There is a kind of a, this is just nuts. You know, yeah. There's just I no escape from it. The thoughts. I mean, and I, I can tell by the way I feel that it's not, you know, not, not true. Like, yeah. Yes, it's not true. It's know? not true. Yeah. So that's the tool we use. This is not true. This is not true. Just yeah. cut it out of the way. Don't replace it with anything else. This is not true. Mm-hmm. And let there be an openness and availability to sink deeper into your own essence, your knowing that doesn't do story. That's what you're looking for. Yeah. I mean, I have to see it for myself, you know. I you can do. read all the books. Yes. And go to all the yes. and, and do all this stuff. Yes. But I have to see it for myself. You do. You do. You do. <clears throat> you do. If you reject the thoughts that are playing, all right, now there's an openness for the crack to show itself again. You just got to reject thoughts that are playing. Don't replace them with anything. Because that's your MO, is you replace one thought with another thought. It's just like, nope, nope, yes, nope, not going there. And it's like, well, okay, but what do I think about? Your breath is a good one. Watch your breath. Just watch your breath. I remember years ago, it's like hearing that and thinking, watch my breath. That's, there's not enough happening there. My mind is too busy for my breath. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I trained it. I trained it to slow down. Mm. Meditation, chanting, walking in nature, just come down, come down, come down. I trained it. Mm. It's wired because, because, you know, we're, we're so pressurized to have different thoughts every frigging couple of seconds. Yeah. You know, that, that we kind of have to undo that and slow down our minds, you know? It's not a huge task. Oh, good. It's not. It just needs My you to be alert. Yes. All the time. All the time. Vigilant. It's not a big task, though. It's just like, whoa, I'm running that story again. Drop it. Drop it. Just focus on my belly. The rise and fall of my belly as I breathe. I'll just stay there. I'll just stay there for a couple of minutes. Every little break you can make like that is hugely potent for you. Because you already have the access, you see. It's just we just got to drop your interest in your mind. Yeah. 
There's no point in fighting your mind. You, you, the mind will win if we fight it. Yeah. You just shift your attention onto something that's not as active or rich with labeling and decisions and perspectives. And just watching something is interesting, you know? Yeah. You're back in story again. <laughs> See the disappointment of like... It's like, yeah, this doesn't fix it either. In my mind, it's like, oh my God, what a job. <laughs> you know? But uh, I don't... But, but I know... Chuck that out of the way. Yeah. It's bullshit too. It's, uh, You're back in there again. Yeah. You're going to see something wrong with this. You see? But I'm pointing you to freedom. Let your system get excited about it. Because your mind wants to dampen it all and keep that old story going. Okay. It's clever. It, it, has, it has you on this one. You, you're going to have to really watch it. I'm willing. Yeah. I'm willing to do it. I think so, yeah. Just be really vigilant. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Stay light. Okay. Stay light. Yeah. There's a density in those, there's a density in those kind of thoughts. And sometimes just being light, if you know that the thoughts are like, they make your shoulders drop. You know? Like in this case, you could see your whole physique is like, it's not depression, but it's sort of, you know, it's on that, it's on that trajectory of like, just no motivation. That's what mind will do from an opening. That's what it will do with the information. But if you can feel that the story that your mind is running is a density, is heavy, then oof, be light. The density of those thoughts won't stick. They won't stick. It's a very useful one. It's like, whoa, be light, lighten up, lighten up here. And you can't actually go into the, uh, the thickness of those thoughts. You know? That only works when, when, you know, when you're a grounded person, first of all. And, you know, when the thickness is there, it's like... When you're in a loop and your body deflates, it's like, all right, that's a density. What you're doing is, is contracting because there's a density in those thoughts. The flip side, change your energy field. Keep it light. There's no place for it to stick. So you're working at it energetically. You see? We have a few different ways we can go at stuff to kind of trick the mind so it just won't stick. If you don't give it the proper soil, it ain't going to stick. So keeping it light would help, would help you. Yeah. Okay, where are we going? Yes, Danny, sure. I don't mind sitting in silence at all. <laughs> Hello again. Hi, how are you? Very good. Hi, everybody. Um, <laughs> thanks for being here. Thank and, you for coming. Um, you came a lot further than I did on this trip. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. last time I saw you was less than a month ago. Um, you told me to keep falling back. And even further and further. And I've been doing that, yeah. even though I realized in doing that, that I was already doing that. And um, 
So in just this short time, I've been having these really crazy experiences just every once in a while, maybe once a week. And um, God, I, I don't even know how to describe them because they're completely, one from another is completely different. But I'll give you one example. Um, I was sleeping and so it seemed like a little short dream, but it was so real, it was kind of like a happening. And what happened was, um, I just saw all my thoughts, no matter how big or heavy or small, every single thought and every single object that I could perceive, everything just exploded in billions of little particles. And so then when I was still there, Everything was there, but it was like just sand dunes, because everything was as small as particles of sand. And so all my thoughts were there, all the objects were there, I was there, but all I could see was sand dunes. And so it was like um, I could pick up a few grains of sand, and I still couldn't, or a handful, and I still couldn't make one actual identifiable thought or object, but everything was there. And it was just an amazing feeling. So I keep having strange things like that. Wonderful. And, um, and then there's something else going on. I'm extremely happy and it's driving me crazy because it's... <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's almost painful. Yeah, yeah. And so I have these... It just keeps going every day. Uh-huh. Which is great because it doesn't matter what experience I have. It's just all the same. Yes, it's all the and same. I'm not checking out and just going blah, 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 it's just stories. I'm just grabbing everything going, this is whatever it is, happy, sad, hard to deal with or not, and it's all the same. And so I feel a definite separation from everything, just going by and not really grabbing anything. Yes. But I have these two things going on. Um, while all that's going on and I'm really happy every day, um, I seem to have these waves that happens several times, well, probably a dozen times a day, and I don't even know a word to describe it, but I've been, before I came here, I was really trying to think of a word to describe these waves, because they keep happening throughout the day, and really, excuse me, but the only word I could come up with that works is, like, orgasms. Yes. Of, um, yes. just, um, Everything being exactly the highest it could feel, the most incredible, you don't want it to go away, <laughs> and you don't want anything else. Yes. So, orgasm is the only word I could think of. Yes. And it's like these yes. pulses that happen throughout the day. Yes. I mean, obviously not sexual orgasm, because there's no organs, no sex, nothing else involved. Yeah. It's just like a sensation and a pulse of, I don't want for anything, and I don't want this to go away, but it's... I don't even want to want it to go away. I just, there's not another word. <laughs> yes. And so I think those pulses that are happening throughout the day are what are keeping me happy throughout the day. Because it's kind of like a, um, the I before the am is knowing that it's eyeing yes. throughout the day. <laughs> yes. Yes. Words are really difficult. But. No, you're doing great. You're, and so, um, there's a flip side to that, which is, um, I have some other pulses that are happening throughout the day, not as frequent at all. 
but it's a sense of whatever I is here is having a sensation of feeling like I'm walking on a thin line of not wanting to fall too far out in effort and doing. You know, you say when mind is needed and when effort is needed, it'll just happen and unfold. But just that knowing of how much to make effort and how much to fall back and just stay as I, but not too far, it's just I because we're here, might as well do something. Um, yeah, I too am happy with just being, but we're here, might as well entertain ourselves. Yes and no. So it's kind of like I'm in a fine line of, <laughs> yes, yes and no. <laughs> My point exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, the first one, that orgasmic thing during the day, yeah. with a spiritual word for it. You can use orgasm if you like, but that's bliss. Yeah. That's that's okay. bliss. That's what we call bliss. All right, yeah. we'll use that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's fine. It's just that you know now it's like, ah, okay, that's 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 bliss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it 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 comes for no reason. It's just a just exquisite, gorgeous sense that arises, you know? Yeah. Um and if there's no attachment to it and you know, it's enjoyed when it's there, and if it's not there, it doesn't matter, fine. It'll come and go always. But it's just another experience. It's a nice one. It's a nice byproduct, but so what if it's not there? So if you're loose around it like that, perfect. It's in place. Okay, the other one on the thin line. I'm wondering if, you know, the, the hesitancy. I, I want to check to see the hesitancy to go as far as the eye and not any deeper. I, need, I want to figure out if it's actually wise for you to stay there right now in order to integrate so that you don't kind of lose the plot and you can still function or if it's actually an excuse to not uh, drop in deeper if your mind has created an excuse in order to not kind of go beyond all of it all of it the first thing i feel is that it's a sense of if i'm in the bliss yeah i could do something but where is there to go if you're already in bliss. Yes. And it's just a sensation of the identity coming back and thinking, not that you have to do and you have to help other people, but it's just a sensation of we are in a body and egoic mind and in the time world for a time. And so for that, the best that I could do in that time world is something to help other people that are less fortunate or do something yeah. Yeah. meaningful that can make, you know, leave the world a better place or something. Yeah. But it's not a force that's telling me, like, it's not a guilty feeling yeah. or any kind it's of sensation to where, well, I have to, I could yeah. do it or not do it. And so I'm not doing so much of it, but. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I kind of feel like I want to do something. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's the problem. Yeah. If you're in that bliss, yeah. even that, doing something for other people would be for, you know, enjoyment or because it's um, a desire. And what I don't want it? it to be a desire. Yes. Okay. So there's a level, you know, okay, at a certain point, spiritual needs kick in. And a spiritual need is, is there's this pull. They call it spiritual needs, and I think that probably comes from... Maslow's hierarchy of needs or something like this. We, we, just, we just term it that way. 
but there is a pull to 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 help to serve so in one school of thought it's called yeah this as you evolve and get closer to waking up this spiritual need to to help to make the world a better place kicks in would it be more like a compassion yes it comes from it you see the, the when you when we see it in terms of needs it's like that but this the other way to see it is that it's very obvious that this that this movie all comes from the same thing the unified field story again is there and you're actually helping yourself you you're actually helping yourself because the movie is just it's about nothing so if anything is going to be done it's always to help yourself at somewhere have yeah. you seen that you'd be helping yourself by helping others? No, all of it would be seems like it would be for helping myself. Because yes. if I'm already in bliss. Yes. I'm not doing anything that I need to do. That's right. So it's helping you as the unified all of it. Okay. Do you see? Yeah. It's helping the expression of consciousness to express help itself, itself. express itself, expressing. Okay. Exactly. So that's so that's the way, you know, the spiritual needs is the language of the world. And then from our perspective, that's what it is, is because consciousness wants to promote itself. It wants to keep expressing and experiencing. And so it, you're saying because there is an expressing, it's expressing, it, it's, it's expressing, expressing itself. Yes, okay. it's expressing, expressing itself. Exactly. Yes. And it becomes inevitable. Kind of like effortless. Yeah, it's an effortless... So where do you like, know where it's being effortless and where you're not going back in the story? Because life picks you up. Life makes it happen. Life presents it to you or pops the idea in your head. And you know... Mm, yes, but... So when it pops in yeah, the moment yeah, in your head, yeah. do everything right then in that moment. And see if it but comes to something it, or yeah. nothing. Yeah, I think that's the secret, right? Is to do it when it pops up. Yes. Immediately. Because okay. if it's there, yeah. then you're there too. Yes. Okay. Yes. And the more time you spend with it, okay, you brought it into your thinking mind, right. and now it then just gets mucky. Then yeah. it becomes story. So, it happened a little bit differently for me, but that's going to work for you. So I just want to show you another way. With me, I used to, in, at the start of that, I used to throw away the idea. It's like, okay, come back again if it's absolutely essential. Not doing it on the first call. <laughs> that was my way of doing it. It's like, oh, off with you. Maybe you're just an idea. Bugger off. And lo and behold, if it came back again, or I was dreaming about it or something, it's like, all right, there's something in this. This is coming from someplace else. All right. And then I would take action on the second time. That was a filter system that I used to use. But... The other way, then, your way might be... Couldn't that become yeah. like a spiritual arrogance? You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Like another story. Yeah. See, this is kind of subtle. Because that's what I would feel. It would be kind of like, maybe I'm storying my story. Yes. With spiritual arrogance, thinking, well, I'll just let it come to me if it comes back, like you said. Yeah. But it's almost like I'm trying to be above it. But maybe that strategy is about... The first one, I'm just going to put it down to my mind. If it comes back, you're kind of yeah. uh, more available. You, 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 you know the good... Uh, 
the, the rush that you get when there's a good idea isn't there the second time. Do you know when you get, oh, that's an exciting idea, and a little chemical runs, and it's interesting, and you think it might be fun. I used to throw that out, because I wouldn't trust it. Because you'd get off on it. Because if it's a nice idea, you get off on it, no? Because we run a, a, oh, there's some some juice there. Whereas the second one doesn't have that juice. Because they all, the, 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 like the the ping of your phone, the rush is gone. It's that ping is gone, you see? Mm -hmm. And it was like, ah, okay. And then it would just feel like service. It was just like, yes, uh, yes, I can help in this way. It would yeah. lose its buzz entirely. So I would know it was clean if it came back the second time. Mm-hmm. You see? So it was my way of washing out the arrogance with the first time. The, the first time it would come. Because my mind would hijack it. Yeah. If it came back the second time, it's like, okay, okay, let's take a step and see if it comes to something. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And you know, if you're disappointed because it doesn't come to something, whoa. Okay, it's like, all right, my mind was in there. Whereas if you have no attachment at all, you'll take a movement, it'll either come to something or it won't. Same, same. Yes. So if you take that second approach, um, I still have a problem with how much effort to not go over the line because I think I mentioned this last time I saw you, is some things to make greatness happen take lots of effort that even doesn't feel normal. Like you have to go to extremes that aren't normal to get to that. Like work 18 hours a day. And it is, if you're in the right place, it's not work. You know, it's That's just right. what there is. But something has to drive you to that point of beyond what's natural. Because being, staying, abiding in the eye and just letting things come and you go and you do them is easy. But... Tell Extreme me about effort. your relationship with effort. In what way? What has effort meant to you? What's your experience of effort in your life generally? Going from zero to even the first thought. There's effort there. Yeah, and from wherever you want to go from there. Okay. There's already an effort. Okay. So the effort... Because the mind is not there unless you bring it in. Yes. So if you're just there without mind and you're just being abiding in the eye, yes. everything's great. Yes. So anything from that point would already be effort. So where do you... So there's an effort that is cranked up when we're running a personal thought, when there's a me story, when there's a motivation, when there's a, an agenda. Mm-hmm. And then there is physical and practical effort that's required in order to do a task, to plan something, to execute something, to take steps to make something happen. It feels entirely different. Well, yes and no. Tell me about the no. Because uh, the way things have been happening lately is um, when I do, obviously I do a lot of effort and I do a lot of things. Sure. But... um, None of it, even when things happen that aren't so blissful, you know, we have challenges, we have magic happening in life, but it's starting to seem like all of it is the same and just giggly and you can laugh at everything. Even the pain doesn't feel like pain. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. And so even work, if I work one hour or if I have to do some work for 10 hours, it seems the same. We're here, it doesn't matter. 
Yes. No matter how much you work or what you're doing, you can only be here as you are. Yes. And so I'm starting to see that none of that really affects me. If someone says, well, you have to work a lot today, 10 hours. Yes. Okay. Well, yes. Or you don't have to work today, you're off. Okay. Okay. I'm still only wanting to be in bliss. Okay. So I don't measure things like effort in that way. So why is there a question around effort coming from a place because that's unnatural? If, or? if I make effort to accomplish something that comes up that seems like a, a good way to live your life while you're here and to help people, there's a certain amount of effort that's going to have to happen Yes. to get to the point of where you're... And why is there a red flag on that effort? Why is that there associated with... There isn't, but there's a caution of not wanting to do it with identity. Aha! Okay. Okay. So can you see that physical effort to... Yeah, physical or mental or whatever, it's all the same. It's all the same? Yeah. All right, so you do something. Let's say you, you know, you do some work in the yard and there's physical effort involved. You can say, well, my mind wanted the yard to be cleaned up and that's why I did that effort. Or you can say, heck, it just happened. I can superimpose that I had something to gain there. But you know that that's a superimposition that's kind of stinky. But that this was going to happen anyway. Just because the, the consequence... Or just the... Okay. Of the yard being the way you want it? The yard, yard being the way you want it. Okay. That can still happen with or without the overlay of there's desire there. The same action can happen with desire or not with desire in many cases. What do you mean in many cases? Yeah, it's not no. all the time. No. <laughs> Sometimes something is purely desirely driven, it wouldn't happen unless there was desire there. Yeah. All right. And so you need some desire or some motivation to want an end result. It's not even a result. I don't, I don't know the word, but <laughs> why go to the first effort if you're not going to get the big picture that you're envisioning in the first place? Uh, let me see if Why I can give an example. first effort um, if you're not envisaging? It happens without any mind at all. So if you have no mind and you just let it unfold... Yeah, effort happens as part of the unfolding. If you're not going to get to the big picture that you first envisioned to make the effort to begin with... Um, why are you separating from the big picture? I don't, I don't get it. How do you mean the big picture? Because there will be a certain amount of effort and work to get to that. <clears throat> Not just like letting effort happen like from this step to this step to get to this step. Okay. Like jumping to the, okay. the big picture. Okay, so there's practical steps you need for the end, the end result, big yeah. picture. All right. So why is effort generally seen as an opportunity where the person and I can get involved. What's the, what's the lack of clarity there? Because effort in and of itself is fine. The effortlessness is in the natural state. You have that, the effortless bit. You, you know that it's effort to follow a thought. You get it. That's, so effortlessness has kicked in, right? And bliss happens without effort. Yeah. But in the world... Effort happens sometimes that is desire-driven and sometimes without any agenda at all except this task needs to happen. There's a movement towards this and effort is part of it. 
Yeah, it works with tasks. Yes. With seeing a... Uh, you might have to give me an example. Like the thought pops in your head to build an orphanage. Right. And help thousands of people. Yes. Um, there's a lot of little things that have to happen for that big picture. Yes. So if you just start with the first effort and you just let it unfold effortly without identity, what is going to be controlling the big picture happening? Your personality can pull it off without any identification. That's where I'm trying to land. Yeah. And I'm not sure. Yeah. The personality becomes very free. Yeah. It's, yeah, the personality becomes very free. Here's the shift. It goes from, you know, there's the I and I'm there. And then my personality doesn't do a whole lot. Two, there's the outside of all of it. And my personality is in service to it. And I can engage the personal point of view without losing my true identity. I can engage a management point of view without any identification at all. The personality gets cleaned up so that it serves the I. So even the I guiding the personality, the personality can see the big picture. Yes. And it will know what to do, staying yes. in that same way of doing it. Informed by, it's bowing down to, it's listening to the, the big eye. All direction comes from there. Right. But then the skill in the world has to come from the professionalism, the organization skills. That's got to come from the personality. That's learned stuff. So it's personality, okay. Yeah. So the personality does that. Is there a personal agenda there? Whoa, we need identification no. with it there. No. All right? So it's about unplugging the personality from the idea that it can create identification. Unplug it. It's just there to service what comes from the deeper part, which is where you're hanging out. Is that making sense? Yeah. It seems like there's a subconscious or another area of the brain that will hold on to the big picture so you can let go and just bring your uh, yes. talents and personality yes. and just do what it's guiding you. Yes. Okay. Yes. And all the while, there's something outside of all of it. You know, it's, 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 it's uh, more obvious than the subconscious. You, you don't lose touch with the bigger picture, even though you're, you know, talking to builders. And but you don't have to think about it all the time. <coughs> you don't, but there's kind of that You know how some people have to see picture. the goal. Like, oh, I guess business people say you have to see the goal in order to go towards it. Right. But if you don't have a goal, you're going to be going in many directions. You will. You'd be a mess. Yeah. 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 So the eye gives you the inspiration yes. or the goal. Yes. But you don't have to identify with it because you're just personality. Yes. And you're saying, let's and see what happens. And you already know what needs to be done. I'll do my best. Yeah. Let's take the steps. We'll see what happens. And you let go of the results. You let go of the results at every step. Okay. But you take it and you might be like, hey, I needed you to do this. You didn't show up that time. Even though, even though you know it actually doesn't matter at all, but you're playing the game of the world. You're playing the personality game, but you know it doesn't matter. And that the subconscious that's holding the big picture is what's going to give you the push to not just let go and go, well, nothing's really happening. You're still going to work hard, but it you're won't still be going to work hard. Okay. You're still going to work hard. So it's about 
integrating the personality so that the personality is no longer identity. Uh, yeah, promoting identification, but that it's serving what the movement that's coming through you. And very often, skills that we've developed at various times of our lives, they all pop up again. They get used. Yeah. It's weird. They so just like get used. There's like an efficiency. Getting out of your way. Yes. Yes. Without any identification, you can you'll become the manager, you'd be just fulfilling all of these, picking up the skills that you have and using them in a clean, efficient way to deliver an outcome. Okay. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It took us a while to get there, but we got it, I think. <laughs> that was a lot of work. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Sure, Dan. Sure. Yeah, effort is a funny one, isn't it? There's so much talk about effort, you know, oh, it's effortless, it's effortless. And in a way, that's kind of dangerous because, yeah, at a certain point, there's effort. At a certain point, it's effortless. And, and we just have to learn what's the difference. If there's effort that has an agenda attached, a me, myself, I attached, watch it. But effort gets made. You've got to make an effort to... You had to make an effort to get here today. Like, effort happens. It's normal, you know? But sure, if you want to calm your mind, you're going to have to make an effort to meditate and watch your thoughts. Sure, your mind will get calmer. It's nice. So, making a bit of effort to improve things in your life, that's totally fine. But is there more? Of course. Is that going to actually bring you to freedom? Nope. But it'll help your phenomenal experience. That's fine. Why not? Why not stay healthy and well and manage your mind and manage your body? Why not? Just build that in, no? A little bit of effort on those things is, is healthy. You know? But it is what it is, and there's much more. <laughs> there's much more. You ready? Okay. I don't know, there's a lot. Mm. I don't know what to really... Yeah, you've been frowning every now and then. I'm like, mm. <laughs> Okay, let's see where it goes. Um, so I feel like for a long while there was this strong, burning desire, like just insatiable desire for truth. Yes. And so just everything was about that. Everything, everything, everything. And the shit hit the fan, as you know, and just, I kind of went through hell is what it feels like or felt like. And now it's like, I don't know, that, that fire is kind of not there. And it just, it is what it is, but I don't feel this like, got to do this and I've got to figure that out and I've got to meditate and I have to practice yoga and I have to teach and I have to, I don't know, it's just like Are you concerned that the fire isn't there? Not really Not really Why are you looking at me like that? No, it's fine (laughs) It's totally fine 
So, but it's weird though. It's just kind of bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. To have a fire that was so strong. I mean, it really was mm -hmm. this unquenchable yes. pull. Yes. To spirit. And I still feel a pull to spirit, but it's kind of like whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And okay. I don't, I don't feel like I want to control or I don't know. It's just like this non-caring kind of. Ah, ah, okay. I don't know. I could relate to you when you were just like, I don't know. I just don't know. Like, it's just this weird space of just is what it is. Okay. So when we get that huge passionate pull and you're everything, everything has to be feeding into your spiritual development at some point. Yeah, it, the shit usually does hit the fan because it's going to like, just like, all right, you, you're, you're clearing, you're clearing. Okay, we'll give you something to clear and up comes a whole load of gunk. A period of rest is normal after that. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I need it. Yeah, you need it. Yeah. A period of like, okay, okay, just, just, just integrate. Let it all calm down. Find your new pace of going. Find your new pace going of going. Because if it stayed at the earlier, full-on, everything I'm doing is about it, it's unsustainable. Mm -hmm. And the shifts that happen, we can't integrate. You see? Mm -hmm. So there's a big push, a push, and there's a huge burning off. It's like, you've got to settle to where you're at now and get to know the life of the land, the lie of the land and see how it feels inside you, and let your new life and your new perspective uh, normalize for you. Mm -hmm. It will start again. I think it's, yeah, it's just, that is, yeah, I agree. But I don't think it could be at such a ferocious pace, because the fire had to burn things and just shake everything. I don't think it's going to be at such a ferocious pace again. You did say to me a couple of months, this hell is so bad, I wish I never knew about spirituality. No, I said, sometimes I feel like I would go back to ignorance. Oh, right, okay. Exactly. And you said, really? And I said, Big well, difference, yeah, yeah. I heard something entirely different. Yeah, because I remember that, and I remember your reaction. And, but no, I was sincere in that, yeah. yes, sometimes I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Like, I'll just go back to English. Like, this is hell. Yeah. But, no, I mean... I, is that gone, that feeling of wanting to go back to being asleep? Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't fully in that feeling then, but I had these glimpses of, God, this is hard. Like, the spirituality stuff can be really hard yes. at times. Yes. So, yes. you know, but, yeah, I'm up for it. I'm always up for it, and ultimately... <laughs> It's in, I feel like it's inevitable. It is in my nature to go to spirit. I, every, I think it's in everybody's nature, but it's just that strong. I don't think that it just is there. I don't think that could die, you know? And there's your answer, huh? Mm-hmm. So just being okay with what is 
And I've learned a lot, I feel, in the trust area and just acceptance of, so if this is how I'm feeling, then this is how I'm supposed to be feeling, and so what? So I have this period of this, and yes. that's okay. Yes. You know? Yes. Enjoy it. Enjoy right. and just focus on your, your, the practical life and what needs to happen and just getting to know your new zone. Yeah. That feels important. Yeah. And just trusting that everything that's happening is what needs to be happening right now. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel, but there's also, it's just a bizarre to go from one extreme kind of to this. It's like, am I, am I, what, what's going on? <laughs> yes. Yes. But it's integration it's, time. It's just a long integrative period. Yeah. And I have this sense that I know it's finite. I do know it's finite. Mm -hmm. And it's this sense of like excitement. Like I have no idea. I really have no expectations. I I don't know what in the world it lies ahead. Yes. You know? Yes. But there is a sense that just enjoy this now, girl, because it's not going to be here forever. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're answering it yourself. You hear? Yeah. You hear yourself answering it. Yeah. Yeah. You need to plateau where you're at. You need to integrate it and really plateau it. And it'll, it'll... Okay, so you're, you were zipping up and zipping up and zipping up and then poof, with a whole volcano and your life turned upside down and inside out. Um, and for the dust to settle there and for you to figure out what it looks like now, let that last as long as it can. Let that last as long as it can because you have to be on solid ground for the next shift. You have to move from there. You can't go back. And we need time to do that. At a cellular, at a mental, at an emotional level, we need to kind of be solid where we're at mm -hmm. to move effectively again. Because um, it's, a, it's very rough when we haven't totally integrated and be all right with, with, with having the integration phase, with having the calm phase between growth spurts if we don't completely rest in that calm, we tend to have things that are not processed from before continuing on into the next phase. And that's tricky. Mm -hmm. That's tricky. So is that's what, that is what's happening? That's what this phase is for. It's an integration phase. It's a time to rest, let this dust settle, and completely get closure on the old so that you're, when you're ready to go, it's going to start again. Mm -hmm. But to really get closure on all of the things that turned upside down, you have to be totally, totally out of all of that, out of it. Okay. But you mentioned a snag almost. Like, if I did this, then I backtrack. You just said, like, if... If, if, the, if there isn't closure on when life turns us upside down, and if there isn't closure and a full letting go of how it was and a full embracing of how it is, then for sure something that's unprocessed from there will it'll be sitting waiting for you right. in the next phase. And that can confuse things. And that's what I'm saying. Am I doing that? If you were to not allow and if you were to do a mantra like, okay, make me want it more. Come on, ignite my fire. 
If you were to crank it up, you'd be doing it. Right. It's not working for me. I can't really meditate right now. I can't really practice. I'm worried about going back to the why to teach because I'm like, I have no desire. Yes. Yes. But life is bringing you back there. It is. Yeah. And so I'm trusting that and just whatever. I'm just going to go and I'm like, I really should practice. I haven't practiced in months. Yes. And I'm going to go teach. Yes. Granted, I've taught for a few years prior to getting sick, but it's like, but no. Maybe you'll practice in a different way. It's fine. Maybe you'll teach in a different way. Right. Maybe you will. Let's see how you pull it off. Let's see. Really trust. Like, okay, let's see how I teach now. I haven't done a decent practice in a long time. Let's see how I'm going to teach. Let's see how it flows out from you. Mm -hmm. Trust that. Mm -hmm. But that's bringing you right back into a spiritual practice again anyway. So in a way, it's just kind of just coming in a little tiny pieces, you know. Right. But take this integration time. Take it. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's what my higher self said through Desiree. She said, you just, you need just, just one thing. Just one simple thing that was the same as, you know, six, 12 months ago. Like, everything has been so drastically shifted. Like, just that little bit of teaching will help ground you because I do kind of feel like it's like you know just everything's kind of up in the air and everything so there is totally a settling but she said you need something to just ground you that's your own back Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so yeah which resonates yeah yeah and it's a spiritual thing right you see so what's really knowing yourself as spirit is what's coming in Mm -hmm. you know Mm-hmm. Take the break. Yeah. I'm taking it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just having fun. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything else? Not right now. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> Hi. if you don't want to. Just sitting here might be enough. That's okay too. It's all okay. 
Just honor what you need to do for yourself. watching me so like I'm wanting to be in the mind to like be human and like be normal you full permission to be not normal <laughs> oh god there are no shoulds at all just be honest I did when I was like four years old, like in front of a crowd of people. It's like the same like thing. I'm like the same person thing as I was like back then. It's like, I don't know. Like nothing's changed, you know? It's like, I don't know if anything's even happened, like, you know? Yes. It's like I don't know how to be human anymore. just like read too much about spirituality like maybe it's my mind because my mind has deceived me a lot before of course like where I see like in question if I'm even real but I don't uh, I don't even want to say like I don't know and then there's judgment coming in like people probably think I'm crazy <laughs>
Let's go to the crazy place. It's okay. Is there not? <laughs> I don't think so. Like, it's kind of like seeing that you were never even here, really. That you were never even here. Yeah. To be yes. With. Yes. Stay with it. Stay with it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Breaking up is hard to do. Well, waking up is hard to do.
I'm like, sorry. That's so weird. Mm hmm Oh, weird. Weird. <laughs> Hello. No need to hold on. That's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Just breathe. That's it. That's it. perception. That's all it is. It's not a problem if it comes back. It's not a problem. Probably won't. But it's just a burning out. That's all. Bit of divine, divine efficiency when it happens really quickly like this. It's okay. Who will I be? Who will I be? Who doesn't matter? No, doesn't matter. Well done. Doesn't matter. Identity is good. It was so strong, so strong, mm. so yeah, yeah, very strong, very strong. It was very strong. Ha 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 ha. It's like that. 
figure it out. Don't figure it out. Okay. Your mind will just be engaging. And... Yeah. Just let it settle now. It's light now. comes, it comes. Oh. Let it be welcome if it comes again. It probably won't, but heck, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it happens again. I know. My brain. It's all right. It'll settle. It'll integrate. Don't worry. Oh. These things take care of themselves. I don't know how to be. You do. Okay. It's only one foot in front of the other. It's easy here. It's easy here. Oh God, there's nothing to do. Yes. That's it. Oh God. Oh, I don't care anymore. Whatever. <laughs> oh my God, you can be happy. needs to settle and there needs to be some rest for the body so it can integrate. Figure it out. It's fine. You're safe. It's fine. 
This whole process is just a process. Don't engage your mind in figuring it out. Okay. It's not going to help. Just be with it. With yourself. Nurture yourself. This is a big jolt of light for the body. Oh, there is nothing to think about or figure out. You got that right. Probably going to go into the hilariously funny <laughs> stage. for some time, obviously. Yeah. And, okay, there's an image. You can climb out of a hole and try and try and climb out of a hole and you can see the light above, but if a hand comes down to grab you, it's much easier. So the hand came down to grab her and yanked her through the, oh, the birth canal. You know, and out the other side. And could you see the bubbling? 
And did you, was it sort of an awareness that it was this time that you in some way supported that to have happened? Yeah, um, so Lauren manages my Facebook. I, 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 I don't get Facebook at all. But Lauren sends images and sends material for me to check over that I've said somewhere. And so, so she's constantly dipping in and out of teachings, constantly, like daily. And, um, <laughs> and when she said she was going to come, it's like, oh, this, this has to happen, this has to happen, this has to happen, actually. No more than that, it's like, oh, this, this, is, this is going to happen, let's make this happen, okay? Um, there was no other thought going on for me around what could happen, but it was like, yes, yes, this pull that she needs to be here, yes. Um, then when she came up, um, I was aware that her mind was trying to put a ceiling on something that was just bubbling. So all we had to do was like, okay, it doesn't matter. You've got to go into this, you've got to let go, you've got to go into this. It would have just made it much, much longer and not as thorough if she kept the, the controller there, there's people around, this is being recorded, da, da, da. If she ran all those stories, it would, it would just bottle it in and make it darn comfortable for her. So it was a case of, okay, let's get the controller out of the way and let it erupt. And in those situations, you get, it's like you disconnect I don't know, let's see what her particular experience is tomorrow, if she wants to share it or whatever. But, but from my perspective and from that, myself going through that, you, you lose all reference points because you totally break away with identification with the body. Total, like, sever. Whack. Gone. So, so there's like a grasping for any reference point. You're grasping, grasping, grasping. And you feel like you're dying. Um, and the, the innate survival instinct that we have to preserve life is what's running then. Because you know, logically, it's like, yeah, I'm going to die someday. We know, you know, and of course, and you can know that you're fine about dying, and you can do all that intellectual stuff. But then there is this system, is it whatever it is, the self-preservation that the animals have and we have, even trees have it, of like trying to stay alive. That's the thing that keeps, um, that, that tries to stay in control. And even that loses. And that's the difference about the experience that Lauren had. Is that the thing that was, she knew I've no control, I can't do anything about it. But yet the pull to survive, I'm going to die. The pull to survive, that innate, what's that called? That thing that, isn't that called, that innate self-preservation? Survival instinct, thank you, thank you, thank you. The survival instinct is the thing that cranks up then, cranks up, and even that gets whipped away. That brings incredible fear. Incredible. Incredible, because you're, you're, you're dying. You are dying. It's like you are dying, because the last resource that you have to cling to life, it's not working. It's not working. It's hell, you know? Yeah. Would there be something in her subconscious? We could say that. Because would she otherwise have done this at another time? The issue's bubbling to the point where this could have just happened at another time? 
Would it have happened at another time? You know, there's such perfection. The setup. This was always set up for her. This was always. This was her day. This was her day here. Okay. This was the setup. These things don't really get postponed. You know? And if she didn't have the support, then it wouldn't have gone all the way. You, you know? It wouldn't have. And a lot of people have that. It's like, it, it just, you know, it was a huge experience, but, but, but it didn't pull, it didn't get rid of me. You know? It didn't get rid of me. You know? And even the mind there, well, who am I? Who am I? Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. Oh, but who am I? You see, just an attempt for mind to like, can I crank it up? Can I crank it up? But it couldn't. It's got nothing to grasp, nothing to grasp to. You know, we'll see if there's any residue down, down line, down the river, but, um, yeah, when, when it turns into laughter then, it's like her system has gone into a higher vibration, you know, it's like you've pulled through the darkness of the, the uh, let's preserve life at all costs, the survival instinct is being honoured, and once it's broken, it turns, it's hilarious, I mean hilarious, I mean how it's hilarious, I don't know, but it is hilarious. <laughs> And laughter kicks in, you know, and your, your vibration then is, is shaking off the residue of the old. The laughter is important, you know. It's shaking it out, and, and, and it is hilarious somehow. It's just total joy, frequency that you hit, you know. Yeah. Amazing yeah, yeah, it's, it's a privilege to, to, to witness stuff like that because it, everybody gets a lift out of it. Everybody, you can, you, part of you kind of goes through that tube with her, you know? And people who witness that usually don't have to go through the same severity. It usually doesn't have the same intensity then for other people. And don't the other people don't have that kind of pull-through yanking, you know, that Lauren just had. A lot of people don't, they don't have it. It's more of a gradual process, more progressive, you know? But, um, but to be around that, yeah, yeah everybody gets a, gets a, gets a lift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fear to be crazy is what is so. The fear to be crazy. all of us. Yes. And, you know, I recently read an article about over medicating your savants because you don't want to go to that place. Where we tell them to go. Yeah. Where we tell them to surrender. Yeah. And the fear of going crazy is a hurdle along the way. You've got to say, okay, if I'm going to go crazy, and thank heaven she trusted me there. It's like, so what, you know? So what? You go crazy, so what, you know? Like, it's fine, it's fine. So you've got to, you've got to know, okay, craziness is a big threat. And I remember that myself, and, and actually having to come to terms. Okay, all right, there's my destiny. It really looks like it's a psychiatric hospital in India where you don't want to be. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, that. All right, if I, I welcome it. That's the worst threat about me going crazy. Okay, if that's where I'm going to be tomorrow, that's fine. I accept that too. And somehow the madness didn't have the fear attached to it then, you know? Process the fear around it. And of course, it does feel like you're going nuts because you, your controller gets wiped out, you see? So you have no control. And that's, that's the madness piece, you know, that you can't control your thoughts, you can't control how you participate. You know, you've, you've lost, you're out of your mind, you're gone. And there is a going out of your mind. There has to be a going out of your mind that happens in this. You abandon it, you see? So, so there is a madness. Yeah, there is a layer of madness. There is. You certainly feel like you're going nuts. 
And you have to transcend the fear of it. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to sound like a pile of shite that we're talking about to Lauren, you know, because we're, we're down here in the phenomenal world, so it's like, they're nuts, they're just stupid. I bet you she's, she's thinking that, you know? Yeah. Like, what are you doing talking about this thing? What are you worried about? I mean, it's not. You see, so that other perspective is there at the same time, you know? And the thing is, can you hold both? Can you function in the world, but yet know this matters phenomenally, but it doesn't matter at all? And not negate either perspective, but allow both to be there simultaneously. That's, that's, that's the skill that we have to develop in order to be awake in the world. You know? You know? She'll be glued back together in some kind of way before she gets a flight out of town again. <laughs> it'll just happen. It'll be fine, you know? You just take the next step and the next step and it'll be fine. Any more questions about any of that? Yes? Just a comment. Um, we talked often today about integration. Yeah. And so um, I'm getting a really a stronger sense and appreciation for going through difficult times when the mind is cracking up. And then um, coming through the other side, and then and then the allowing for that to, to have its time with you to fully integrate that into your, your spirit, your soul, your 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 awareness and your knowing of into your cells, the cells of your body, either. To and and you will, and my experience of myself is coming out on the other side, uh, having integrated that. Yes. 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 There's more space inside, isn't there? There's something looser inside, you know? And then that becomes the norm and you forget how it was. You know? Because it, and then that's really when you've integrated it. Is it you don't taste the newness of it anymore, it becomes the new norm, you know? It's like, oh okay, I'm there now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really important. And we have to do it for ourselves and know how to manage this. You know, we don't have any manual for waking up and it would be really useful, you know. <laughs> These important touchstones that we all have to contend with, you know. Yeah, just one other thing. It's, it's also, um, you know, like there's always more to go. Yes. Yes. Was it absolutely incredible? Yes. And um, this, like I'm saying, this knowing to, to 
Yes. 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 But you must have had some skills to manage yourself at home. Yeah. 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 Something to guide you on. Yeah. Yeah. Because it kind of does take care of itself like that. We don't get left out high and dry. Somehow there's something that takes care. Yes. 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 Physical and non-physical, it's all there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. My mother-in-law came in as a little red dot, and she touched her skin. Yeah. Yeah. To her mom, she was there. Yes. Her favorite color was red, so it's sort of things like that. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 The support always shows up. Yeah. Well, you see, something is pulling you from the other side. Spirit, or you know, it's either in physical form or it's spirit form, or it's you as pure consciousness. Is pulling you from the other side. That's why the yanking is so ferocious. So there is something there that's helping you. That's you know, that's making it happen. You can't go through this on your own. You know, I know that's a phenomenal story, but you can't actually. It wouldn't happen on your own. Yeah. Now, there's also something about the timing. When we were talking today about the timing Yeah. It's the right timing. Yes. Yes. Yes, there's right timing, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it does keep going on, but what does stabilize, though, is where you're looking from. That wider view, that wider perspective. That stabilizes and becomes your norm. And little pockets of like, oh, there's an old story from my past unfolding. Oh, there's a, a habit that needs to break. These kind of things still unfold against the backdrop. So you're, you know you're always fine, even though you're releasing some old emotional thing. You know you're fine. You're, there's something watching there. It's not a dissociation. You're, you're actually there, totally present, watching the personality unfolding a bit of a story. You see? And that unfolding continues, of course. There's always going to be little pockets of unseen habits that are unfolding. But the difference is that it's being viewed from someplace else. There isn't a 100% identification in the story, in the unfolding, you know? The ice cream truck, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Seems to be a good time to have a stretch and a breather and a open the doors and things. How about that? Okay, let's take a 10 minute stretch. Okay, let's see where the afternoon brings us. <laughs> Food was good, huh? Yeah. 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 <clears throat>
Well done, whoever pulled that off. Very light. Yes. Clean. Okay, I want to make sure that everybody's all right about this morning, if there's any, apart from Lauren, who's still processing, iterating. <laughs> That's going to be cooking for a little bit there. She's doing okay. Have we any residue from this morning? Everybody's all right with it? Okay, all right. So where are we going now this afternoon? Um, if somebody wants a, to talk me to talk about something, just ask from the floor. Otherwise, if you have a particular personal thing, come on up. The mic is open. You, um, you know, on your website it says, from where are you looking? And I didn't really quite figure that out. We were talking about it today. That's so important. And reading, you know, all these different spiritual books and different teachers and, and even spiritual texts from ancient times and they talk about how losing the sense of an individual identity yes. is real is so important. So I, I finally put it together that that's the same thing. Yes. When you talk about um, from where you're looking, you're looking from where there is no person looking. Yes. There is just looking. There is just looking. So I thought that was, you know, that, 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 it clicked. Well, that pushed my button and rang my bell. Yay. So, so I wanted to share that, and maybe that's something you could talk about, or maybe that's, yeah. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, super. Delighted. Delighted it came together. Because every, the essence of every religion, and all the spiritual texts, no matter what tradition, they're all talking about the same thing. Right. Just different language. But you know what? You can't see it till you see it. It's got to go, oh, it's like an insight. Right. Insights are kind of what we're looking for, really. You know, she's just getting a cocktail of them. Oh, Lauren, yeah. she's getting quite a lot of them together. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, so, so like there's lots of different ways of explaining it, but your mind is going to filter out so much. And, you know, I do a lot of, um, as, as a good few of you know here, I do one-to-one -one work with people via Skype. Invariably, when people listen to the recording again, you're kidding me. I missed that totally the first time. Listen mm -hmm. to the second time. Listen to the third time. Oh my God, I didn't hear that either time. We do that all the time. We constantly, constantly filter out. But we're, we have no place to put it. Right. And so imagine your mind has absolutely no place to put the idea of there's no me. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous for the mind. It, so it has to come as an insight. It has to come as a, oh my God, there's just seeing. There's nobody... There's no me looking there. There's just seeing. Oh, it has to come like that, you know? And we keep saying the same thing over and over and over again, and eventually, oh, I heard it not times, but now I get it. So that's the beauty of insight. We can't make it happen. It just happens when there's enough willingness or openness or repetition sometimes. I did, I did have a glimpse of that once because I was trying to think about how would I describe it. I was thinking of those TV shows where they show two people talking with a black background, it's just the people talking, we call it the limbo background. Right. And then at the end of the show, when they run the titles, they pull the camera back so you can see the whole studio uh, and where the people are in relation to each other. There's a whole wider point of view. There's a wider point of view. And it's, you know, you don't just, yeah. you, know, you see the whole thing. Yeah, you see the whole thing. 
Yeah. And you see your own character there with the black background, your own character dancing around, having their ideas and their crazy, nutty behaviors, you know? <clears throat> but there's looking from someplace else. And so, as we were talking with Danny, it's about lining up the personality so that they can do their stuff, but that, you know, from the wider view, that's really what's going on. Yeah, because you can't, you can't even see what the relationship where people are sitting in relation to each other yeah. until the camera pulls back. And, and it comes back. Over here and that one's over there. Can you get, yeah. Because it just gives you a little, you know, that's you right. Get this person talking to you, yeah. the other person talking to you, that's not right. where they are in the relationship. Yeah. And when you're running the me, myself, I story, there's a feeling that a lot of us get of being contracted. The world is small. Your problems are big. You know, the proportion is all screwed up because you've lost your wider perspective. And it's like, this is important. This is what happened in my life. And then it's like, oh, what's going on in your life? And you can barely have enough room to let in a friend. You know, barely <laughs> enough room because you're so self-absorbed. You know that one? Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the contraction, that's identification. And it pulls you in, it shrinks your capacity to run that me, myself, I, shrinks it. All of that falls away. Because the wider view, from where looking is happening from, there's no contraction, there's no smallness. Your world doesn't become all about me. You're just a player. You're just... A character on the stage, you know, and you're you're in the audience, you know, watching the whole thing, you know. So then, there's no need to get your knickers in a twist, you know. It's like, why would you? Like, you're you're not. There's nothing, no threat or promise that's really going to touch, going to touch the phenomenal you. But that can just be another experience. And so, whatever the experience doesn't really matter because it's just experience. It's just another happening. Something has to be happening. But when it's in the wider view, you can see it for what it is. Whereas when it happens to me, oh, it looks very different from what happens to me. And we can't see the bigger picture, the wider view of what's happening. You know? You know? So managing both at the same time. That's the key. Because so much of the non-dual movement is denies the personal. It's like, oh, but it doesn't matter. There's no I anyway. There's no I. There's no, there's no personal. It doesn't matter. And it's like, uh... Uh, every lens is there be able to use them all at the same time if you're denying any part you've just contracted into a different subset of the wider view you see that's the scale that needs to happen sorry so if you're operating from this wider view that necessarily um, implies there's no attachment Thank what's you. going on, yeah. and there's no preference, Yes, and you move organically from consciousness. Exactly. Because emotional attachment can be a big thing in life, so that goes, everything goes, Yes. preference goes. Yes, that's all the, the yes. personalized yes. story. That's stickiness to the personalized right. story. Right, right. There is no attachment to any anything. of the lenses, yes. and the lenses come in and out, right. so there's no attachment to unity consciousness, right. you know? and denying the personal because there's only, you know, there's only love or there's only, you know, uh, we're all one mind and we're all, and it's like, that's fine, but within a particular context, it's valid. It's a particular lens of perception, just as the personal is a lens of perception. And as we get wider, they become kind of 
cool, a nice hangout zone. And it's like, you might as well be stuck to the person as opposed to stuck to the unity. I mean, you're just, it's just attachment. You can call it something higher, but really that's even stickier, smellier attachment. It's still depending on the mind. Yes. Yes. And it's resting in one place. It's not mm -hmm. outside of all of it, where, where you have a capacity to come in and out at any level according to what is required by functioning. It kind of happens automatically. A situation requires you to, you know, to be with somebody in a personal space, mm -hmm. or it requires you to tune into what's going on with the planet, or it, it requires you to, you know, always be outside of all of it. And then you can function well in the global or in the local. You function at your optimum because you're not stuck and you've no agenda and you've no belief system and you've no attachment and you're not hanging out at any one of the other points of perception. Do you see? Yes. So that's freedom. That's freedom where, where all the capacity of being human can, can run. It's all available to you. You see? Can you, use you're the outside of can you use the practice of just looking? Yeah, looking is happening. Start disengaging. Yeah, go back to where there's just looking. So that will automatically start dissolving attachments. I mean, I'm not looking for a formula, but we're always looking for a way to stay there. And that's not a formula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's tricky. It's tricky, yeah. And seeing is a bit more passive than looking. I think, like, where are you looking from as a particular technique to, like, oh, actually, what, where, am I, where am I looking from? Is it from the personal, or is it just that seeing is happening? Right? And the who am I does it as well. Who is the one? Who is the one right. who is looking? Who is the one who has the emotional attachment? Who is this one? So there's nobody there. No, there's nobody there. If you look for the eye, there's nobody there. Your mind will grasp at ideas and identities and story, but there's no substance. It's just <clears throat> ideas. There's nothing there. You see? So, so even deeper than that, in the widest view where nothing is denied, seeing is happening. There's just seeing happening. So we've gotten rid of me seeing that. Yes. You see, that split, mm -hmm. that division happens in the personal, where everything is divided and there's me and you, and there's this and that. So there's just seeing. There's nothing seen, because then if there's something seen, we have to go into labeling. Okay, labeling is fine. Are you going to stick to any layer? You know, I can say that cup of tea is mine. I can say that. Or I can be very protective and telling somebody that cup of tea is mine. Don't touch it. You know? So there's an attachment with one and the other one. It's the same sentence. Right. There's an attachment with one, but the other one is just a piece of functioning because somebody might need to know who's, who owns that tea or something. Do you know? So, our, the mind, when it's running separation, tends to be very quick to judge a sentence as if the sentence has identification with it. Not always. Because the sentence will sound the same. That's my cup of tea. It sounds like there's ownership. There's a me who owns a cup of tea. That's your mind projecting that on it. Whereas your functioning brain might need to say the very same sentence, but there's no ownership and no attachment at all. You see? Mm. You know, as a contemplation, I guess it's, it's, it's um, I mean, I'll label it exquisite or get it, you know, and have 
these perspectives. But in the face of just evil, of pain and suffering, yes. how this perspective, um, when you feel it, not just what you're seeing, but when you yes. feel yes. it. Yes, yes. Some elaboration. Yes. On, Okay, you can label it, but a step that's a bit softer than, la than labeling it is just recognize that it's an experience that you're having. Because ultimately mm -hmm. that's all it is. You know, that evil, pain or suffering, oh yeah, there's the experience of it. <coughs> then you can go into, oh, that's not okay, this shouldn't be happening, I need to. Okay, now, now we can... We can uh, enlarge the story and the experience of it into a reality. And we can really make it concrete then by believing it's true. All right? Off you go, down into the rabbit hole and it's all contracted. And now we have a crisis. <laughs> now we have drama, which some part of us loves until we see that it's just all about pain. So, for myself, I don't label stuff much. Do you know? If I have to label, it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that, you know, because it's usually in dialogue with somebody else that they need to, did you feel such and such? And I'm like, let's see, because you didn't register it at the time, and you're like, oh yeah, now that you see it, yeah, because it didn't leave a mark which went into memory, you see? But somehow I can sometimes draw it up. It's like, oh yeah, that, that was there actually. So you know the experience was there, but it didn't get labeled and deposited in memory as in a particular category. But somehow the experiences that pa pa happen, you know, if the function it needs to draw on it, it'll draw on it. Sometimes you remember, sometimes you don't. So without the labeling of it, and without the right and wrong of it, and without the I like and I don't like, it goes through very quickly. Your own vibration of not being sticky and without giving it the reality feel to it, enables it to break up faster. Because if you believe something is real, you give legs to its potential to exist. And that's where that, you know, that stuff around visualize it and it can get bigger. Yeah, there is a truth there, but it's within that context that that's true. You know, if, if, you're, running the, if you're running the belief system that that's real, yes, it's going to get bigger. Yes, it is. You see? Yes, and, but, 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 yes. you know, as I say, it's a contemplation of the privilege to even be in a space where I can sit and contemplate. I mean, I know this is it's a larger thing than that, but, but that's how it's feeling when we're talking about it in these dynamics. Um, and I get the, the attachment to the drama and making it bigger. And, in, you know, in the, in, the, in the presence of this absolute inhumanity. Yes. There's yes. the but. Yes. That. What's the butt around it? <clears throat> it happens. Right. It's yeah. an experience. Yes, and, and it does a you know, piece of it, I want to fix it. Yes. And, and there must be an agenda there. But how to be in that perspective when you are seeing, looking at whatever, yes. whatever filter from whatever distance. Yes. Yes. Okay, for myself, Sometimes I actually can't watch it. But there was something recently, Derek, wasn't there? That was on TV, and I, I couldn't watch it. I turned it mm. off. 
Oh, I know what it was. It was about um, it was about what's happening with the 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 ice, the, the ice cap at the oh. South Pole. <clears throat> it was yeah. It was just just the, the global warming thing and and penguins dying and the whole whoa whoa you know and, and just how it works about the why the ocean is warming and about just how the whole thing is working and actually oh, I had to turn it off and Derek said you're always interested in that stuff why did you turn it off like I couldn't watch it something just like it's going off couldn't watch it that happens does that mean there's a denial of it it's like no it's like that's not where this energy needed to be at that time that wasn't my work at that moment to, to do something that's one way to push it. Uh, there was just a movement away from it. And I, I, I had to try and find an answer for him to say why. I'm like, I don't know, I just started off. You know? So, so but then other times, yeah, t- times horrendous stuff. Like, there's that movement on that, that, that you told me about, about um, the sex trafficking, you know, you know mm-hmm. buying those things. So I did a bit of checking out about that organization. And here I was reading about, about <coughs> trafficking of, of, of women and children, you know? I'm able to read that fine, like totally able to read it, you know? Experientially, maybe much closer to my own personal Jack experience. You know, I'm a woman, like for starters. So it's like, there's no, there's no logical reason why I can't watch global warming and I can read intensely about trafficking. Like, so it doesn't seem to follow any sequence, but the movement comes from someplace else. Hmm? Paying attention to that. Yeah, paying attention to that. Um, I know now that, that when I am engaged in something, that it makes a difference. When I'm reading, I know it makes a difference. I've seen too many, too many knock on ripple effects thinking. You know, I, I know. I know that the greatest work we can do is to, to be free. The greatest work we can do is, is to live in that space of absolute clarity. That lifts friggin' everything. Everything. So if there is, like, something inhuman happening in the world, see why you're watching it. Is it because your mind is actually getting stronger because it's saying, this is wrong, this shouldn't happen? What's it doing? Where is it getting fuel? Where is it getting fuel? What's going on? It could be any layer of it, you know, to establishing its position against this. You know, that happens at one level, but not when you're in the business of waking up. Like, if that's your pull, then it's not to be out there as an activist. And an activist needs to believe that this is real. That's working at that level. And there's a lot of people who need to do that. And then there's more of us who are activists spiritually, who who just know that the vibration can go wherever it needs to go, that there's just a willingness and an openness to serve, and whatever it touches, it's so welcome to it. You know? You know? And sometimes, like, I'm inside in the kitchen, and I'm wiping the pot, and I'm like, stop. And I'm just, just like this light is coming through, and it's bolting so strong that I can't put the pot into the drawer, you know? And I'm like... And just pumping this. And in the beginning, I used to be like, where is this going? What's going on? And I'm so freaking not interested. The service is stand there and do it. Get your mind out of the way. You know, last a few minutes, and it's done. And it's done. And these kind of things happen. You know? Yeah. It's an entirely different approach to, to, to pain in the world. 
And it's not understandable if, 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 if you're in the dualistic world, this it sounds like crazy, cop-out stuff. But it's not, you know, it's not. Mm, sure. Yes, Darla. Um, you said once before that everything comes from pure consciousness. Yes. And this, this dualistic concept of good and evil, can you explain a little bit why there's not necessarily, like those are just labels and... Is there really evil? Is there really good evil? Yeah. 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 So, is it really warm or am I having a moment? You're having a moment. Oh, okay, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, it's like, okay, let's change the air. Okay. Not done, the ground. I just want to make sure you're all right. Okay. No, it'll be fine. Just want to make sure. Not at all. No, no, I just want to make sure that if everybody else is grinding, this will pass. It's fine. So, so where you're looking, where, where I'm looking from, all right? Where seeing is happening through this form. The widest view that, that, that I'm able to manage at this time. All right. So, and then it's like, it's pure consciousness because there's nothing going on there. It's just pure consciousness. And then we move forward. So when we go into unity consciousness, everything is, is one. It's like I am, it's beingness, there's isness, you know, it's like whatever's happening right now, focusing on the present makes sense. Um, everything is interconnected. It's really nice. There's no evil there. The split hasn't come yet because it's a unified field. And so the layer of perception that runs unity, okay, it's heading towards it. It's moving away from the backdrop of all of it. But from the unity consciousness, it starts to split. Separation starts to kick in. Now, you can see that actually everything is unified. It just looks like it's separate for functioning to happen. But if we believe in the separation, then opposites can happen. In unity, there's no opposites. It's just all one. There's no nothing. There's no second. There's just the one. It doesn't have another one to be looking at the one. As soon as separation starts to come in, everything and its opposite is possible. So then, it's not just good and beautiful, it's bad and crappy. So we go deeper and deeper into separation, and the deeper it goes, we get into extremes. And so the extreme of love or good is evil. Does evil exist outside of all of it? No, it doesn't actually doesn't. It's created by the perceiving mechanism of pure consciousness. It doesn't exist in pure consciousness. It's actually not there at all. But it has the ability to believe itself to be real through its perceiving mechanism. And the perception mechanism needs space, needs time, needs all these kind of a a context for it to exist. And then we can split things up because we've got phenomena now that are here and not there, there and not here. Okay, now we've got hot and cold, right and wrong, up and down, spaces, differences. Here we go, good and evil. So they are very real within a particular realm. They are. Are they ultimately real? Is there intrinsic evil? Absolutely not. If you go back far enough, it's not there. It's not there. When we're breaking through from being somebody who believed that there was evil, 
when we're breaking through from that, the part of our mind that supported the reality feel to evil, that part of our mind will put up a fight. And evil comes to say, really? I'm not real. I'll show you. Or fear can say, really? Really? I'm not real? I'll show you an experience. Tell me then if I'm real. And so it's the mind not wanting to burn out a mechanism that was so useful for so long in trying to interpret the world. It was just consciousness having the experience of the world in that way. You see? So to break through, it can be pretty awful. Because, you know, evil itself, the nature of evil itself, suffering itself, the nature of suffering itself, when that shows up, it doesn't have a story. You've gone too far away from, I'm afraid of, I'm suffering because, you see? We've gone away from the part that's so separate that it has something to be afraid of. There's not that much story running. We just have fear itself. You're not afraid of anything. It's just freaking fear itself. Or it's evil itself. So it's like that's the nature of evil or the essence of evil. That's the core of it. That's the intense one. That's why it's so darn awful. And what happens is it will do its dance. And of course, you discover, oh my God, it's nothing. It's actually nothing. So if that knocks at your door, all right, come on, show me what you can do. Show me what you can do. Take over, come on, and sit in it and see what it does. And that's called transcending it. It's like, it's not an analytical processing. All the concepts in the world will not help you. But it's like, oh, that's what it is. Okay, it does a chemical thing. It's, it's an energy out there. It's useful for going in the direction of storyland. It's a reaction that keeps us safe, I guess. That's where it came from originally. Um, it's actually nothing. There's so much space behind it where it can't access at all. It's run its course. And outside of all of it, damn, this is the thing that's real. That's the part that's made up as a coping, me coping mechanism for the phenomenal world. And that's what you get to see. But you kind of have to earn that knowing. <coughs> Otherwise, it's just a conceptual maturation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm. Yes, Raja. So on that note, <coughs> when you're visited by something, and it's like, you know, that fear is just there. There's, yes. It's just there. Yes. So... I mean, at that <coughs> stage, and knowing that it's a concept and that it's energy and that it's none of it's real, and, but the fear's still there, and there's but, so... And is the fear real? No. So what's still there? The feeling of it. <coughs> and is that real? No. So what's the problem? Because I feel it still. I mean, it's, I can conceptually understand what you're saying, but when there's something messing with me, the fear is present. I mean, so conceptually I understand what you're saying, but to move through it, I so, have yet to be able to do that. So, when you were saying, when you know it's not real and you know it's all concepts, but the feeling is still there, like, are they all concepts? What do you know? <coughs> I know that feeling of fear. I know that when it's there. Okay. I know, I mean, the way that I've been trying to move through it is to gain my sense of 
self and my sense of centeredness and alignment and my uh -huh. to make my truth come uh -huh. yes. stronger than anything else yes. that is there. Yes. And I mean, I've done it, but it's not without having to go through the process of that horrible yes. feeling that's yes. inevitably there. And one time, actually, the feeling was there and I wasn't scared. It was just there and I wasn't scared. Uh -huh. So I did, like, that was the time before last. And then yeah. the last time, it was, it was so intense that it still scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Even though I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just, yeah. so I'm like. So I'd be interested in taking away <laughs> the part of the story where somebody visited you and your reaction was fear. Because if, <coughs> fe mm, can fear be there without somebody causing it? I'd be looking at cause and effect there. Can fear be there without somebody causing it? Yes. <coughs> For me, yes. I don't think I've experienced okay. that. Okay. So what your mind is doing is it's giving you that experience in the triad of I am fearful because of X. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So we need to pull you back to where... Hold on a minute. Is this just fear itself or have I attributed it to a cause? If we could pull away cause and effect there, it would be really useful. And let's just deal with the fear itself. So take in the moment of anything like that, don't go into story at all. Don't go into story at all. And just be with the fear. Because your mind is attributing it to something. It does feel like that because your mind has set it up like that. So is it not the case? And okay. That's story too. All right. It, um, so as you we were saying to Darla, you know, when there's when in in the duality realm, in the me myself I, there's me being fearful of something. This has caused something. All right. Fine. To fix that phenomenal thing, well, if you do this, then that person has no power over you. And that situation has no power over you and you're protected and, and they'll go away. All right, we're just moving the furniture around. If you really want to leap out of that, if you can see that I've, this fear is mine, I've just set it up and attributed it to this factor. But this is mine. I've reckoned somewhere that this is an appropriate response because I somehow am afraid of the power that this one has, that this visitor has. Okay, I get that. Okay. So the fact that the mind has split it into this is the effect and you are the cause. Let's get rid of the cause. That's how it works in the dualistic realm. I'd love to bring you into the place of like, I've set up that cause and effect myself. So that there isn't so many different parts because really there aren't so many parts. As you know, when you're in a good space, you know completely it's all interconnected, you know. But when fear comes, you're in the division. The fear is there because you're in the division. Because the perspective that's running has attributed somebody to having the power to make me feel like this. So the, the okay, I get that. So the fear itself is within me. Yes. If it wasn't within me, it wouldn't be there. Yes. So whatever's triggering it is just a trigger. Yes. So I just need to yes. deal with what's within me. Yes. And watch the mind and say, okay, my mind has set it up that it's come from there. My mind has set it up. 
Can you go there? Mine has set it up that I, I, I can kind of, I'm grasping that when you're in the dualistic realm, that is. Yeah. But to come back yeah. out of that, I'm yeah. still kind of like, I guess I don't want to, the energy is just so, ah, that I don't want to, it sounds like I have to accept that as my energy, even the, the no, the fear, like, just, just the, the fear. fear. Okay. So just the yeah, fear. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So we're trying a way of shifting your perspective out of the dualistic realm because our experience of life is entirely different when we don't run the dualistic story. I get that. It's entirely different. Yeah, yeah. And I apply that to other areas. Yeah. You know, like emotions. I know you do, you see. That's the thing. You do apply it. But with fear, uh-uh. I get it. Fear is still in there with the cause and effect and something has the power to cause harm, make you feel uncomfortable, and fear happens. It's like, okay, this is my fear, I've just set up a whole story around it, this is my fear, I'm just going to focus on this, the external will disappear. And then what? So you're sitting with your fear? Yeah. You're having you say, all right, an what's experience. This? Yeah, what's this? What is this, really? What is this? Do nothing? It'll pass. Yeah. It'll just pass. It needs the story to keep itself fueled. I feel like if I did nothing last time... Nothing means dropping, not running the story of somebody is causing this. That's the nothing. It's not like, okay, I'm just going to imagine that, that, that there's no harm here. That's not going to work. No. It's about seeing that you're setting it up. It's like a little crack I'm trying to pull you through. Okay, you know what I'm trying to do. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your mind has set up cause and effect here. And that fear is has to do with somebody and it's got to do with the power play so it's all about that for, for you you know that will be a pattern that you have in other aspects in your life so fear is fear itself like yes it is fear itself with an overlay of your habits our habits right it's the same for everybody so if you drop the habit you drop the story you drop the whole yeah it's doing something to me yeah I'm just yeah that's that's fears. a game of power right that's that's when we're not in our power and something else has more power than us. That's really the pattern and it's just applied itself to your experience of fear. So there has to be somebody with more powerful than you to trigger the fear. It's like it's jumped in on that story. That, that's what our perception does. We're making this up as we go along. We're, making, we're creating our experience of reality as we go along. Right. Through our perception. Why would anyone attract, why would I attract that to myself? to highlight that there's some kind of a funky story around power. That if somebody else has more powerful, is more powerful than me, I'm afraid. Making sense? Yeah. That's what's keeping that alive. Okay. That's what's keeping that alive. It's about power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, Tara. So it's, the, it's like the line from the movie, if you build it, they will come. So if you are in that dualistic, yes. so you have to just... Yes. Yes. All the good and bad and all of that happens in the dualistic mode only. And it's seen from somebody else in a different way. It's not denied, but the picture is entirely different. Glass, glass half full, glass half empty. It's just the same thing, but perceived entirely differently from the other lens of perception. Can you talk a little bit about what is happening in the process for someone like my mother who has dementia, who's not capable of pointing 
her awareness to the receiver. Send her love. Yeah, I Yeah. Let her have her experience. Yeah, let her have her experience. Pardon? I said if she's frying the fish, you just eat it. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, it just, the brain shuts down sometimes, you know? It just does. And I don't know enough about it scientifically to know, well, you know, what's the cause of this and can we re- reverse it or do something else to it? I don't know. We're not there yet, really. We're just, we're just medicating it to decrease the anxiety and yeah, numb them out, you know? Wanting to understand more what, while she's still here, what her process, how it's unfolding and for what reasons or what way. Yeah. But the thing is, like, she's not present when she's out of it, no? Something isn't present. Something isn't present. Yeah. yeah. That's not the part I'm worried about. Yeah. You could ask her, do you know you're okay? Do you know you're okay? Well, there's an energy there that's different than asking. Because when I'm with her, um, even though her motor skills, she's not processing words, and which I don't like anyway, um, there's an energy that I see that she sees without a doubt. And so I just work with that love and that awareness. And just wanted to know. She's okay, she's the happiest person where she's at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably because we give her a lot of love. Yes, give her a lot of love. And you know, honor that that's her that's her ride. Yeah. And if there's something you need to do, you gotta trust that you'll be shown. We usually want to change other people's experience so that we feel better, you know? Sometimes we do. But there's a skill in watching somebody that you really love, you know, going through a process that we think is not okay. (laughs) And maybe it is. It's their destiny too, you know? Hold the space for them. How's Lauren doing? Yeah? Yes. Do you need some help? Okay. So if you've got a question, come on up, or, or else we just chat from here. I don't mind. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask about relationships. Um, in, I'm, I have a marriage that's kind of, it's not like 
we're fighting and there's a lot of hatred, but it's just sort of loveless and we kind of just parent our kids and live our separate lives. And so there's nothing that's really tipping me like, oh, this is atrocious, I gotta get out. And this is like, but then there's the other side that says, well, this is an example I'm setting for my girls and would I want them to have this marriage? And it's this whole like <coughs> choosing. And I guess, you know, I'm wondering about relationships that we find ourselves in and our learning and is there something more that I need to learn in this relationship? Like it's this whole question that I that I toy with and I guess I'm waiting maybe for that one thing to tip the scale and yeah. maybe have me make a decision about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple of questions. Do you feel you'll be there in ten years time? No. Do you feel you'll be there in five years' time? Maybe. Okay. And I think part of that might be, oh, well, this isn't a very good reason, but just changes that would need to happen for my girls, you know, and, and sure. can I tolerate that? Like, I'm trying to, you know, find happiness in my life and work on things individually with me, knowing that I can't change you know, my husband, but um, I just wondered about it, maybe specifically with me, but also relationships that are like that, like, are, am I, I guess I keep thinking, well, what am I supposed to be learning, and what am I supposed to do, is there something that I need to get out of this? Here's a good rule of thumb, if it's destructive for you to be there, get out. But if it's not destructive for you, like undermining your confidence, filling you with doubt, if it's not destructive for you, hey, it doesn't really matter. Really doesn't matter. Really doesn't matter. The day will come when you'll have enough, you know. Yeah, I mean, I do feel that, but then there's, is there something more? Like, I guess even just relationships in general that are hard, whether it's, like, someone with their mother or their kids, like, should we use that of course. discomfort to sit, to look at ourselves? Of course. Okay. Of course. It's full of opportunity. Yeah. It's full of opportunity. Yeah. 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 Relationships, all relationships need work. We've got to invest in them. If we don't invest in them, they die. You know, they need attention. They need, they just need attention, you know, positive attention. Mm-hmm. They don't survive without it. It's like not watering a plant. It's not going to survive without nourishment. It's just not. So, and then some relationships you keep investing and, oh my God, I'm investing. And actually, this is dead. So it's an interesting way if you start investing to discover, oh, this is really dead. It kind of shows you, whoa, I, 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 I have, I'm moving so far away from this person. Mm-hmm. It kind of quickens the whole thing if you start investing in it in a new way and paying attention if the person responds or they move further away. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting to play that one. Okay. So whatever button of yours it presses, he does something and it drives you nuts. It's like, okay, if another person did that, would it drive me nuts? Really? Would it really drive me nuts? What's going on here? What's, what button? Be in such a place that no buttons are being pressed at all. 
so that you're in that zone of not, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm really super reactive, so that's good, but it's just like, well, what am I willing to accept in still agreeing to be married, I guess? So that just doesn't feel good. And uh-huh. It's kind of like, oh, well, not that I want another relationship that's more fulfilling. I mean, maybe I do at some point, yeah. but it's... Um, that just is feeling stronger and stronger lately. Yeah, uh-huh. So, I guess it'll just find its way. It'll just sort of fall. It's allowed. You know, I just... But I always keep thinking, I, of course I'm contributing and there's a part of me. So what, you know... I don't know, I guess it's twofold. Like, how much should I try to change or or grow or whatever in this process that is starting to feel really uncomfortable. Do you want the marriage to work? Or have you given up? I mean, I would like for it to, but I don't see a lot of hope for it. Okay. Yeah. Can you love him unconditionally? Yeah, I think I always will, but I just want something more from a relationship what I think he's capable of giving. You might never find somebody who is able to give you what you want in a relationship. Right, yeah. I, I understand that, yeah. But I think this feels worse, like, having that yeah. in my face, that this is, like, what, it, what we have, you know? I feel like you want me to say something. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really asking you what should I do, but I've tried to think this last year, like what, like I need to be happy. I need to to do my thing regardless of what happens. All right. Um. So that's been positive. Okay. But just, you know, I guess there there would be endless things I could learn about myself. But at what point? I guess something will tip it for sure. Yes, something will tip it. But in the meantime... Keep working on this thing. Yes. Everything, every button that it presses of you. Squeeze every bit of learning out of it until you have nothing at all left to learn about yourself. Okay. And to say that is really... For me to say that, I'm very aware that that's actually an exit strategy. That is you investing in you instead of you investing in the relationship. So it does seem like you want out. And if you want out, then that's the way to maximize your learning and outing will happen. (laughs) But if you think that there, yeah, I would like this to work. If there's a part of you that wants to do that, then it might be worth giving it one last shot and investing in it and asking him to invest in it and see what happens. Because it's kind of like... I'm not sure you've given up on it totally. Yeah, I mean, I would... I would like us to have a better life together, you know? Yes. Um, yes that's what's satisfying first Mm -hmm. 
to see if that's possible. Give it one good shot. Give it one good shot. Where you like, invest in it. And give it a year. You know, and say, let's really give this shot at a year and, and, and for a year and, and see how it is. Next summer, middle of 2018, let's just really check in and see, all right, is this better? Are you happy? What are we doing? Will we keep going this way? Okay. It feels like you just haven't given up on it. Which is fine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just more something of a wish than like, will I be satisfied with what we actually have now? but I wish something were improved, so. Okay. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> gosh, is there a relationship out there where one is satisfied with what they have continually? No, no, no I get that, yeah. Comes and goes. I, I get that, yeah. This is like, really like almost living separate lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I would come together one more time and see, is this, like, we're, we're, we're heading towards not being together. Is, is this, let's do this consciously. Mm-hmm. Will we try one more time and really make an effort and do date nights and buy each, other's random, buy each other random gifts that are just full of love and tenderness and remember who we were again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can we do that? Pick up a new hobby where we actually enjoy each other again and have a laugh? Can we do something like that? Or will we just continue to do this? It doesn't feel right to just let it drift and drift and drift into being all over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something in my gut is saying, yeah, that exit strategy might come, but for yourself, I think you need just to give it one more lash. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're tricky, aren't they, relationships? Mm-hmm. They are, they're tricky, yeah. And ultimately, you know, they're just for, to press our buttons. Ultimately, they're just for us to learn and grow, really. That's really what they're for. That's their greatest gift. That's, and a, if, that's a romantic interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, if there's moments of just really resting in love, that's beautiful. That's just beautiful. But ultimately... Ultimately, it's for growth because that's what you're doing here. That's what it's all about. It's about waking up. It's about being free. So everything serves that. Everything serves that. Everything. Everything. My husband is looking at the floor. (laughs) Hi, sweetheart. (laughs) I know. Entirely up to you. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling you want to say something. Do you want to say something? No. no? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like from the widest view, consciousness, you know, it's just taking care of itself. It's having experiences and it's remembering itself and it's going home. That's the cycle. Do you know, going out and having a dance and discovering, oh, this really isn't what I thought it would be. Okay, let's go home again. That's kind of what it's doing, you know. That's, that's the life cycle, like every life cycle, you know. A rose bush, you know, do your thing, having my hair day, and then it's like, okay. 
and back down again and withering off, you know? It's just, it's just nature. Nature is replicating the cycle of consciousness, you know? So everything is to service you waking up and you coming back home. Use everything, every button that gets pressed. If you've got a ticket in your car outside there, I hope you haven't, but if you have a ticket, it's like, okay, okay, what's this bringing up? What's going on here? Take ownership of it. Take responsibility for it and clear it. So that it's like, oh, I got a ticket. That's interesting. All right, what do I have to do? No emotion. No emotion. That's freedom. You know, life isn't turbulent. It's just authentically whatever's happening is what's happening and that's what gets your attention and you're fine. You're fine. You're not bleeding and spitting your energy all over the place, you know? <laughs> you know? Yes, Claire. So, um, with growth, as you were talking about, yeah. is this, because um, I'm looking at both uh, emotional growth and spiritual <clears throat> growth, and yeah. are they, they're not exactly the same. Is that right? That you can have an awakening but not necessarily be... Uh, emotionally or psychologically at a level of growth or it could be at different stages and does that yes. awakening then uh, come about or um, connect in a different way along a different uh, emotional or psychological growth? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have enough written about that. I was reading a little bit about that. So, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Ken Wilber was talking about that. Oh, good. Yeah, Ken Wilber talks about it. Yeah, a, yeah. a few people do. Right. But we haven't had any big, strong, good debate about it. Okay. Um, different rates happen for different people. Do they all have to come together in the end? Well, there's a movement towards that. An ongoing movement towards that. And that's the thing that keeps it continually unfolding. That's why it keeps going, post-awakening, post-liberation. That's why. Because the other parts are trying to line up with the seeing. Mm. You see? The emotional wisdom, psychological wisdom, these other parts have to kind of mature so that they can come into sync and be clear uh, vehicles for pure consciousness to function rather than sabotaging something in a direction because of spiritual immaturity or emotional immaturity or psychological hiccups and habits and things that are still in place. So, so does it represent even a higher frequency then if you were to um, match the higher uh, emotional degree of um, maturity along with the awakening? Yes. Okay. Yes, and the is whole thing is... Kind of where the consciousness is unfolding to? Yes. Um, okay. Okay, yes. So that's part of because what I understand is that the level where Christ had his awakening, the level of um, emotional maturation was just at a different level of unfolding as to where we are continually going, and so that offers even a higher level of frequency or, or seeing or something yes. along that line. Is that yes? Okay. He had the love thing. Yeah. That's emotional maturity, no? <coughs> yeah, he knew about love. Yeah, it was all about love. That was his. So part of our growth that we want to be attuned to then is is having and serving that um, emotional, psychological growth. Yes. And looking to incorporate the awakening. 
yes, or the other way around. Incorporate the emotional and the psychological growth and let awakening be the core. Mm-hmm. Can you say that one more time? So you spoke about working on emotional and psychological maturation right. and incorporating the spiritual maturation. Right. What if we were to have the spiritual maturation as the core one and have the psychological and the emotional incorporated into that? If we look at it like that, mm-hmm. the capacity for the psychological and the emotional to keep you stuck in duality is gone. Mm-hmm. Because the emotional and the psychological, they don't go all the way. They're just for pure consciousness to manage well, to bring the vibration into this movie. Mm-hmm. You see? Yeah. So if there isn't an emphasis on spiritual maturity being the core thing. There is nothing that will make us pop out of the movie because emotional and psychological only exist here. Spiritual maturation is the one that stretches the whole way. You see? There's a part of me that keeps going back to what's the point. <clears throat> for fun? Yeah. Okay. There isn't. There's, yeah, there isn't. Yeah. yeah. So from a dualistic perspective, uh-huh. what's the point of it? To be a better person, to do the right thing, to have a nice lifestyle, to be happy, to be, maximize your potential and fly your parachute or color your parachute or whatever that's called. Okay. From the non-dual perspective, what's the point? Is to let everybody know that we're all interconnected. And that there's only love. And what's deeper than that at the eye level? Purpose? What the heck is that? It's going somewhere? It's for something? What? Doesn't make sense. Those questions don't arise there. And deeper than that? None of this happens at all. There is no this. There is no this. Yeah, there is no this. At all. The whole thing. The whole thing. Even the idea of consciousness itself shows itself to be an appearance. An illusion. A figment of imagination. Believing itself into existence. Not really real at all. Has no substance. So the purpose of it can, is at its most potent in the dualistic realm. But yeah, in the other levels of perspective, no, it's not worth anything. So I can say the purpose of Lauren's experience was so that she can be free. Okay, and another, another place, it doesn't matter at all. It actually doesn't, free, not free, what the heck? It doesn't matter at all, right? And then, never happened. None of this ever happened. What are we, what are we talking about? We're dreaming this as we're going along. It has no substance at all other than our imagination. An agreed thought from consciousness to imagine itself in 30-odd parts here, sitting down, hanging out on a Saturday. Like, it's nothing. So we have the capacity for all those different realities, perspectives, to be running at the same time. And they don't contradict each other. They don't. They don't, you see. That's, that's when you're able to kind of be in the outside world and use the filters. Nothing is denied. 
that's kind of the... I know I keep emphasising that today. It seems to be important to like not be able to cut off anything. Don't dismiss anything. You know, like, and they talk about multidimensional beings. This is what, this is the multidimensional thing. That we have a capacity to know as the individual personality and the capacity to know in, in the interconnectedness, the globalness of everything. And we have a capacity as pure consciousness to know, but you don't know what you know. But there's a knowing. There's rest. There's stillness. But there's nothing there to know. But there's knowing. Or there's equally, I don't know. Because there's nothing to know. There's, I don't know. That happens there too. And so Lauren was talking about, I don't know anything, I don't know anything. And it's like, yeah, that, that's the same as there's a knowing, but I don't know what I know. It's the same thing. Because there's no object that is known. You see? Can I bring that to uh, yeah. like earthly yeah. place? I mean, it's a little bit of both, and it's about that idea and I mean, I already shared, you know, the sense of feeling about evil and humanity. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of a embarrassing confession, I guess I would say. I don't quite call it. Um, that when we, you know, see every turn you can, war and violence, and that, you know, when I see death in those stories, in those pictures on TV or in know them, you know, I, I feel the heart or that suffering and that loss, and um, yet it is in that capacity of yes. getting back here that I know that, that that's, you know, the, the best I hope for is that it's quick and, and a pain, you know, and can hold that, and yet I get more attached to like the loss of art, <coughs> architecture, yes, history, yes, and that that schism, that separation, yes, just makes me, you know, I mean, raises questions of my own values and you know, rejection yes. of all of that, yes, but that, that in some way that expression of of what has been created by human hand is more about this yes. beauty and yes. the grace of the universe and that, that human life that's lost, we know it on this level, but it, it's almost, I'm stuttering because I don't want to say material, but it's less material. Yes. In that, in that yes. point. So, so am I doomed? No, not at all. <laughs> not, you're onto something. You're onto something. So stuff that's created, beautiful things that are created that get destroyed. Beauty comes from that other place, like real art does. I'm not talking about Sunday painting, you know, I'm, and that's fine. But real art, the expression where the artist steps out of the way, where there is a compulsion to just create. And it mightn't be the stonemasons who chiseled out an exquisite cathedral 500 years ago, but it'd be the person who actually saw it, be the artist who, 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 who saw it. The vision came in beautiful art. The vision came from outside of all of it. That's a motivation from outside of all of it. And that's the art that has the capacity to do that for us too. When we look at beautiful art, it's like, you get to recognize it. Oops, it did that. It, it, it opened up something there rather than, oh, that's a nice tree. That's an interesting shape. It's like, that's fine. You're, you're not engaging. As if you energetically engage or just engage, just, just let something come out to you. It's like, if it's good art, yeah, it's going to do that. So 
all these beautiful things that are around the world that give people the opening to truth, to remember what they are. Yeah, they're being destroyed. A lot of them are being destroyed. And you're on to something that it is a huge shame. It is a huge shame because so many potential openings are shutting down. They can't be replaced in the same way, that's for sure. Is it the flip side of YouTube that has so many opportunities for openings? Maybe we've just become more plastic, you know, and temporary. And that's the sign of our times. And that's, that's the mark we're going to leave in the geological system, you know, like in the Grand Canyon where you can actually, the dinosaur age, that you can actually see it all. And it's like, okay, here's when computers, there's the plastic layer, you know. <laughs> you know, and, and then there was the time when there was no ancient buildings left and there was... So we're, we're of our time, and there's a huge transition going on where we're, we're saying that a device is more important than a human connection. So looking at art to allow us to go in there, the artists that are pulled to create art, dance, any art form, they know, they know that there's, there's access and I have to get out of the way and something else comes through. But for the regular person who, who, who had access to that, you know, I don't know where their access is. Yep. Isn't that an opportunity for the very person that is having an experience about that missing? It's almost like that's the opportunity for that person to bring forth the truth they are. You know, on a global. So there's no missing of a loss. On the on the phenomenal level, right. there is. Yes. So as we move back, yeah, there we go. There isn't a loss. There's no loss in gain. Well, even on the phenomenal level, yeah, it's the opportunity for the human to wake up to whatever they're experiencing to clear that, to bring forth the truth they are. Yes, 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 there's layers to this. It depends which one we talk about. You know, yeah, it depends. And it's all valid, yeah, what you're saying is valid, sure. So, so, so Phil is saying your own sense of loss in it, like, of course, because you, you started off by saying that, you know, there's something going on around my own value system. Yeah, there is, sure, sure. But so the beauty that was shining through the object. Yeah now has the opportunity to shine through you when you clear your charge to what it is. Yeah, it, it probably will get diluted, you know? <laughs> Not when, but when it, enough people it, are experiencing that, it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it still I don't evolutionary think it's wise trying to reach a level where we're all, because if all of that past the separation, it hasn't even really happened. And if there's this existence above and beyond that in pure consciousness it's trying to get everything to come to there isn't it it is but it's not all going to go there together Never. just <laughs> no not in this dimension no this is about duality yeah. this is about the experience of duality that you know every bit of waking up that happens there'll be more investment in the dark mm. it's this is a cycle this is an unending this there isn't going to be a a grand mass awakening. That's a lovely idea, but 
that that can't happen here. But eventually, in pure consciousness, would you just refuse to go back there? But some soccer will want to go back there. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody will want more experiencing. <laughs> Yeah, on yeah, a bigger wheel. Yes. Because this will cease to exist. Yes. The darkness can yeah. yeah, it's like the age of whatever enlightenment or the age of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. there's a large wheel again. Yes. But it is still a wheel <clears throat> where it goes into dark and more light. And, but you're looking at forty five percent, fifty five percent, really. Do you know? Do you know of 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 dark and light playing and light and dark playing and dark and light playing and light and dark playing. Playing. It's it's even if everybody was to wake up, everybody's going to go to sleep again. It's still in a wheel where it will continue because that's what this is about. That's what the illusion is. You know, that's what the illusion is. You know, I don't think it's that kind of like. It's not. I don't feel at all that it's that clinical. I suppose that the amount whatever is lost is gained someplace else. It's like there were so many different cycles of it. You know, there's so many different movements of, of within duality. It's not an exact science that there is a certain amount of light on the world at any time. You know, it's like, give me a mercury retrograde and everything goes a bit chaotic and then it's gone and everything works smoothly. And then it feels like time is moving really fast and then everything's really busy. And it's like there's all these things that influence the flow of it. You know, coming and going, chopping and changing and... But phenomenally, sure, we can say that something is awful, but at the same time, you pull back and it's actually like, fine. Of course it's fine. It's just doing what it has to do. There's no other way. This is the age of, of you know, destroying these other portals that were there from ancient times. This is what we do now. This is what we do. But we do have YouTube. We do have Zatsang. And we're not monasteries anymore. So there's more access. And that's a compensatory somehow, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes? This is harkening back to seeing. Kind of on the seeing thing right now. Yes. So in that pure seeing, does that not automatically confer a certain, start, you know, you start purifying the emotional, psychological. You start purifying and refining. Yes. There it, it happens conversely. Yes. Well. And therefore you start dissolving attachment. Yes. So using that practice can help free up. Yes. It does. It helps free up. Yes. Um, I used to think when I was not in the world, like and just hanging out in silence and whatever else, walking around in Madame Harshi's shrine and all that stuff. I used to think in those years that no, actually, just staying there and everything takes care of itself. I don't think that anymore. I think sometimes you just got to go in there with a shovel and dig up your crap. I have experienced that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it gets rid of a huge amount right. just to abide. It gets rid of a huge amount. But some patterns need a bit of light shone on them and they need a bit of understanding. They need a bit of pulling apart to, to, to let go of them. Right. I don't think absolutely everything burns out because you just abide in the self. Mm. It allows things to come up but then, yeah, you kind of got to go into it and let it be experienced and, and, and let it happen. 
there would be some avoidance if something comes up. Oh, the light will just take care of it. It's like, actually, no, it might need a bit of holding and a bit of working to just allow it to thaw out naturally and to integrate properly. And that's discrimination on your part. That's, that's discrimination. That comes from... That's discrimination. From the self. I mean, that comes that's from, right. So the wisdom will be there to know yeah. when to and when not to. It will. Know. It will. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. Nothing's formulaic. But no. it's still all there. We have access to the wisdom to know. Yes. Yeah. We do. We do. We do. And to your point, I think that's the expression of who we are and the view by that discernment. Yes. Expand that point again. What Phil was saying? Is it? This gentleman was suggesting that our, um, said eloquently, words in it, but, but seeing that beauty and bringing that beauty forward is expressed not by necessarily being the one who cannot go back and rechisel that, that expression of instead of day, but it is the discernment that Anne you're talking about and how I've come forward to bring that piece of the consciousness to the world. Yes. 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 Even when it's gone, it's still working through her. The absence of it is doing something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Danny. Hello again. Um, So, there are people, beings around the world that have hopes and uh, beliefs that the loved ones that have passed on are still with them and still here, still guiding them and still connecting with them. Yes. And so what is happening with the beings that have passed when you were saying that emotional and psychological energies are for this dualistic world, and so they don't have an attachment anymore or even an experiencer. So what would make that energy want to help or connect with here. A lot of them are still here. So, or they come in and out. They have access to it. They just don't have a physical body, but they've got an emotional body, a psychological body, and a spiritual body, and a chakra system. Everything except the density of flesh and blood. A lot of them just didn't re- weren't ready to let go at all. And so they, they exist when their sense of time is different because we're very much connected to a sense of time and the the body does that for us. Without the physical body, when there is an awareness of themselves happening, they join it together with another awareness of themselves and they join that together with another awareness of themselves. Their sense of time is usually way off because the times that there's no experience happening or no connection with this dimension they don't realize that that's time passing because there's nobody there then. There's the, that's their awakened period. There's nobody there at all. Because they can't bring it back into the body. There's no change in the brain. There's no shift in perception. Do you see? So, I remember when I worked as a Ghostbuster way, way, way back. Do you know, invariably, no, no, it's 1590. 
No, no, no. There's, you know, I remember, I remember one spook not knowing what electricity was. He was a plumber and he had no clue and he was scared of his life of this thing that was running down the wall. It was like, why are you stuck onto the wall? And what he was doing was trying to keep, there was a shower at the other side of the wall and there was an electric socket here. And he was completely freaked out trying to keep the shower away from the electric socket. He said, this thing is going to, is, is going to make this water really dangerous. And I, I, I've serviced this house, I, and I'm like, you're dead 50 years, mate. You know, like, no sense at all of what electricity was and couldn't understand it, but brought the knowledge of what, what electricity and water can do into his sense of responsibility, and that kept him here. It's like, nuts, no? I was very entertained in those days by the story of them. So, so he would have no clue. That's what I found, is they have no clue of how long they're, they're dead, no clue. Some of them actually don't know that they're dead. And the space between when they're alive is gone. That, that's why there's no sense of time. So thank heaven there are gaps of where consciousness switches off then. But it seems to be valid when they're active in a dimension that allows this game. So there's lots of different planes. This is just one plane. There's lots of different planes where the non-physical forms play. Lots of different dimensions, you know? Um, this is just one playground. This is just one. And we hang out in other dimensions too. And the more you do this work, the more you kind of see the other planes that you exist in. And in a way, I'm kind of talking about different planes. It's like, look, the dual, the non-dual, and outside of all of it, and it's just pure consciousness, and you're wider seeing. We could see that as three planes also. It's not dissimilar. Yeah, I had some experiences like that, but at the time didn't know what was happening. Yes. 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 And so the ideal, what we say is, you know, like, if you wake up and you let go of the body, the only thing that's keeping you here is the body. And if, you know, when the body finally falls away, there is no more reincarnating. But yet, you know, we talk to the Buddha and people channel Ramana Maharshi and, you know, it's like, it's like it's gone back into consciousness, but somehow we want to label that aspect of consciousness and we tune into the frequency of that part of consciousness. But it's, sure, merged back into consciousness. Does it come out and start the circle again? Probably. Probably. So really there's no way out at all. The only way out is... Is to see you were never there. You were never in. There's nowhere to go. No, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go at all. This is just the game of consciousness. We'll always be doing this. And even if we blow up the planet, you know, which is kind of not impossible. Um, you know, like, there's so many other dimensions where we operate and where, where non-physical beings operate. This is going to continue. This dual, non-dual, outside of all of it. Consciousness is going to continue with that realm. But it only, it's only visible within consciousness itself. You know, it's consciousness's game entertaining consciousness. Never losing, never gaining. It's just consciousness doing its own dance. So it's always consciousness just doing this to get to really just know itself or experience itself. Yeah, if you want to give it a motivation, yeah, that one works. It's not even a motivation, it's just a happening. It's just a happening. It kind of can't help it. You know, it's just what it does. 
But yet we have an indefinable longing to know truth. Yeah. It's yeah. Here. Yet the pull is there, yeah. yeah. Something knows that this isn't enough. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That every relationship isn't enough. That there's, there's more. There's more. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the part. That's the pure consciousness part. Remembering. The seeing at three is the seeing at six is the seeing at 56. Yes. It's yes. the same, I can see, that same seeing. Yes. Yes. It's always been there. It's always been there. Always been there. <coughs> Even before the physical body. Yes. And after it. Right. Yeah. What was your face before you were born? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Will we, yes, Claire. Um, will we keep uh, reincarnating until we awake on this um, plane or this, this realm? Is that kind of sort of a natural law? That's that's um, that's the belief system of lots of religions. Um, what I've what 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 experience has shown me is that the identity generally splits up a bit after death. It splits up, and the emotional body, even parts that are immature, will look for resolution. Because our dysfunctional bits are always looking for resolution, you know? It splits up and it connects. And I remember the first time that this happened. I literally downloaded somebody that was dying. I mean, I downloaded part of a guy. I could see him. I knew where he was. I never met him, but I knew where the town he was in. I could picture the house he was in. And I said, oh my God, he's dying. And, and I, I literally like, all kinds of sounds coming in. And I just had to sit down and think, this is frigging nuts. I'm literally downloading a package of a personality. For the next three or four days, I couldn't stop eating potatoes. I, I, they don't even work with me. I don't eat potatoes. Like they, they, My body doesn't like them. I couldn't stop eating potatoes. I was like, this is freaking nuts. You know, even my diet changed. And eventually it integrated. But there was a phase of a few months of like, of like, wow, that, that's not something I would do at all. Huh. Did it, and it was done. So it's like some experience just needed to happen, and I processed it. I, I, I finished him off, that part of him, you know? Um, I've seen many examples of it, of different pieces just splintering. That was just the first time, and it was like, okay, what really happens here when we die? What really goes on here? You know? Does a core identity continue? We like to think that. But it's only when, as long as we totally believe we are the individual. It's like, I will go to heaven or hell, or I will reincarnate until I wake up. And it's like, you know, the I kind of is a bit fickle. It keeps changing. You just keep joining the dots together and your body helps you to kind of remember, oh, you again in the morning, you know, when you see yourself in the mirror, you know. Is there one unit, one identity that continues? No. We're components of different functions and they go where they need to go to get resolved. And if you ever notice, if you're doing past life stuff, you know, you might see a scene. You might see a scenario that takes a few hours. But you'll rarely get like 40 or 50 years of a replay of a past life. Do you know? So it's just like the trauma of something got picked up. Was it you? We say that so that, so that you take responsibility for it and you process it. Was it you? There's no way of knowing. You're a concoction of loads of little bits of things that you now call you. 
which are seeking resolution through your form, you know, which are giving you the experience that you, 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 you need to have in order to clear these things. It works more like that. That's what I think. <coughs> Part of this is as you're talking about this, I'm trying to integrate it with the work that we do. Yeah. And um, trying to make sense of that. Yeah. Um, and in part with the work that we do, which is energy work, and it's releasing emotional baggage from someone's past, whether it's within this lifetime and or in the past, to allow them to be lighter bodies. Yes. To be able to let go of all of that. Yes. In the framework that you're talking, it's hard to make sense of all of that. Mm-hmm. Why do you see it as at odds with it? Um, because part of what I'm talking about with this is like a story. Yes. So it's like that's not real, but as we're doing it, um, it feels that there's a lot of reality to yes. what's Because it's happening within the dualistic realm. And that's fine. This is happening within the dualistic realm. I'm using dualistic language and and hopefully opening to the other layers so that you guys can see more than the duality, you know? Uh Like, but it's happening in the dualistic realm. Yeah. So there's a part of it does, because it's a story, does that then not give that relevance? That's where I'm so some part of you knows it's a story and some right. part of you knows that it's presenting as an experience that feels and looks real. Right. Can you Here's hold something. both spaces together? Okay. Can you know there is some place where I know that this is just story? Yes. I, yes and at the same time totally honour the experience that's having its expression now. Okay. And that's, an, that's something that needs to have that expression. Yes. That's part of, okay. Yes. That's Yes. Hold the two dimensions. And that's really holding the space for somebody. If you can be in pure consciousness, yet you can honor the phenomenal experience that needs to happen for a person. That's the beauty of it. Then then you can can lift them as high as they want to go, as they're able to go Mm -hmm. out of their drama. You know? Yeah. 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 We are story-making machines. Right. We have to communicate through story. That's how we're wired. You know, bees communicate through flight patterns. We're story-making things, you know? I think, too, in the work that we do, we do a lot with trauma and um, the trauma that has happened, whether it's in this lifetime or another lifetime, the energy of that appears to really um, resonate within someone's physiology. Yes. Their being, who they are, and so um, we look to... um, Address that and identify and release it. Um, this is what it appears. Yes. What we do. Yes. So, um, I guess you know, is that something that within this framework is still relevant? Yes. And, and is part of helping someone to become more spiritually um, attuned, lighter. Okay. Yes. Yes. To be able to not be triggered. Yes. Okay. Because that's the trauma. That's right. Yes. Yes. That's important work. And then there'll come a point of like, actually, I'm okay. I'm actually okay. You know, when we kind of come to a level of wholeness. And some people are addicted to it. And they'll be forever healing their stuff. And that's fine too. It's 
some people are just doing that. They just don't want to go any further. They want to keep healing and healing and healing and healing. And sometimes without them knowing that they're actually like, they're, they're, they're doing it for other people. They're just mopping up everywhere. And maybe they're getting off on it because, you know, it's, it's a story-making mechanism and it's rebuilding the ego, but it's also clearing stuff, you know? That ha- I've seen that a-, a lot, you know? It's like, God, they don't even know, but they're actually doing service, but they're, it's feeding their ego, but they're doing great service. Okay, fine. You know, <laughs> fine. Like, yeah. I remember myself, um, a, a, a Eureka, and I cried with this Eureka. Of like, it was all for nothing. All the frigging therapy, all the fixing, all the courses, all the workshops I've done, all the plant medicine. Oh my God, I tortured myself. It was for nothing. That's a lovely point to reach. You know, it's lovely. And it's like, okay, it's valid only within its framework. I didn't have that language at the time. It was just like I popped into where it was not valid, not important. But I wasn't able to understand that it is important on another plane. Would I have popped into there without doing it? I'll never know. Never know, you know? But that was my way to shovel and shovel and shovel and shovel and shovel and shovel. Maybe it's useful now because I can talk from there and I know what it's like to, you know, have a crappy childhood and all that shit and, and do the work to, to glue yourself back together again, you know? So you make it work for you, you know? Whichever path you take, it weaves in and gives you some more wisdom that you can use in service. Yeah. So nothing is wasted, really, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you can know the place where it's not valid, if you can anchor there while you do your work, that'd be a great thing to play with. Like this is real and this is not real at the same time. And it's not being denied. It's not. You're still making it sacred and, and you're holding somebody. But you know, you know, it's like, there's so much more to you, dear patient. There's so much more, you know, and you're holding the space for that to wake up. You see? How are you doing? Beautiful. Beautiful? Good for you. <laughs> Is Lauren all right? Yeah, she's fine. All right. <coughs> oh, I can see her through the mirror. She's looking at the Buddha <laughs> with a smile on her face. <laughs> Hi, sweetie. <laughs> so, Jack, I guess this doesn't appeal to everybody because... You say in your book, Born to be Free, that you have to be okay with annihilation, basically. Yes. Know, from the individual perspective. Yes. And you have to be okay with that. Because that's like, Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a lot of dreams die. A lot of, it's yes. It's all beautiful. I mean, it's all... Yes. 
all the ideas that the person and I had about yeah. itself and yes. its life and its potency and its freedoms get seen through to be just a big joke. <laughs> Yes, it's the same thing. Okay, let's take a three-minute stretch. So where are you looking from? Ah, I remember that now. Hmm. Where are you looking from? Wherever you're looking from, go deeper than that. be totally present. Say hello to the deepest part of yourself. Drop right in, or pull back, whichever makes sense to you. Drop down deep, or pull back, one or the other. And deeper than that. So stay as deep as you can go. might be spaciousness, it might not even have space in it. That would be deeper than space. Let space be gone. 
It's kind of nothing happening there. And somehow it's restful. It's a falling in, it's a dropping. Don't try too hard. It's a dissolving, melting inside. Stay there and see the person, the personality that you pretend to be sometimes at a distance from you. Don't invest in it. Don't connect with that person. There's just the layer of perception in front or over there that has the story of a me going on with a name, with a body, in time and space. But stay outside of all of it Be sure you're at rest inside, outside of all of it. And have some awareness of the one that, the individual. Now let a whole load of love go to that individual. whole load of love from the pure consciousness where nothing's happening. Let love be cranked up and sent to that individual. Loads of it. Unconditional. Exquisite. Love. Don't identify with the person. The only connection point between the bigger picture and the individual is love, actually. That is the only connection the only thread that runs into that dimension. It's love.
pull all your attention back outside of all of it. Outside of all of it. So deep that there is no you at all. That the character actually isn't there at all. outside of time. We need time to have the body, mind show up, <coughs> gives it the temporal existence that it has. Step outside of time and there's no trace of the eye the person and I, step outside of time. Before time. Before time, where nothing arises at all, where there can't be anything. Where even the idea of emptiness is too much. Four time. Before all of it.
outside of all of it. No story can arise there. None at all. That's way too deep into the matrix. So if mind has gone out to try and create story, pull it back again. Pull it back to before all of it. No story. And deeper still. Outside of all of it. Outside of all of it.
outside of all of it. Where the idea of a you cannot arise. outside of all of it, before time. deeper still. deeper step.
there is a capacity for Storyland to appear. But it's only within a certain context. It's way off down there. It needs time and space and story. Words, concepts, mind. It will always do its thing within its own realm of existence. But stay outside of all of it. outside of all of it. It's not touched by anything that shows up. It doesn't show up in the outside of all of it. It shows up much deeper towards contracted place of the personal life, way down the line there. Stay outside of all of it. Let the realm of where concepts play be seen for the tiny dot that it is. Like a dog barking in a far off planet. way out there, the mind going yappity yap. Stay in the wider view. outside of all of it. But the idea of boredom doesn't arise. That shows up in the planet way out there where the dog is barking. the idea of my body's uncomfortable doesn't show up. It only happens in that way off planet where the dog is barking.
outside of all of it. outside of all of it. Melt into it. Prior to time. Dissolve into it. disappear beyond any trace. Merge. Dissolve. Four time. Our mind can't go. Our mind doesn't know. But yet there is knowing. outside of all of it. Before even the first movement of consciousness.
dissolve. in the depth. Stay outside of all of it. Well, there's no mind. where no thought can sustain itself. Before all of it. Stay outside of all of it. Ignore whatever the mind says. Let it be very far away.
stay outside of all of it. Your mind will use your body to distract you. It will use anything to get your attention. Anything. Any story will do. Anything. See through it all. Mind is one big hook right now. Don't go there. Stay outside of all of it, before all of it. No story is valid. Every story is insignificant and very far away. It requires way too much contraction on your part to focus in on it. Stay wide, stay open. emptiness and deeper than that. Deeper than that.
as wide as it gets. Stay there. Story shows up. It's very far away. Before all of it. Before time. Before space. outside of all of it. Hang there. Disappear. Outside of all of it is known by you as pure consciousness. It's pure consciousness tasting itself. And 
what it plays with in manifestation happens through concepts. There is you as pure consciousness. And then there's that body-mind mechanism. And they don't contradict each other. The body-mind mechanism is in time and space, which pure consciousness set up. Let your awareness as pure consciousness be active. And all that pure consciousness creates and manifests and plays as can happen, can do its thing with no loss and no gain. It's just the moving parts that show up in manifestation. There's nothing else going on. See if both can be seen together without losing the perspective from outside of all of it, can there be awareness of a body sitting or lying here? Can that awareness be there but not eclipse the outside of time perspective? There is no need for identification with the body-mind. It serves no purpose. It's only a consequence of you as pure consciousness shutting off. Your body-mind doesn't need all of your attention to function. That's when things get uncomfortable. Stay pulled back. Widest view. Stay there. And let each moment play as it does body-mind personality will respond. Trust it. It knows how to do this living thing. So when you're ready, Keep your attention at the deepest part, but open your eyes to bring in 
another input and don't identify with it. Don't run story about it. Just open your eyes. Stay outside of all of it with your eyes open. truth of all that is has nothing but love for itself. Nothing but love. It doesn't do anything but love. Mind does the rest of it. So know that what you really are has surrounded the body-mind story with love. Let the efforting and striving stop. Trust the flow of what you really are to move the body-mind to do what it needs to do. Let your attention be outside of all of it. Drop ideas of right and wrong. None of that bullshit is needed. Let your attention be outside of all of it. There's nothing to fix, you know. Stay outside of all of it. The body-mind story will just do what it's going to do. But if it's a source of great entertainment for you, we're getting sucked in. Keep your attention on outside of all of it. And let life get light. It will feel light. And there's no identification. You'll take the steps you need to take. And the outcome, hey, you're going to have to trust that that will take care of itself. And so if during that exercise an emotion was coming up or a frustration or a repetitive thought, that's some work you need to do. That's a hook that you think is important. 
It's a story that your mind is running, that you're believing. You're just believing it. That's all. When you stop believing that one, another one will pop up for you to believe in. So seeing through, it's like it's all bullshit. It's very useful. It is all bullshit. <clears throat> Whatever's in front of you is what's happening. The rest of it is just bullshit. If you can this evening, well, actually, if you can jump into the sea, that would be a great thing to do. It's warm right now, it's lovely. I'm going in there for sure. Just pull back from life a little bit this evening. I know I'm sure there's social things organized. Just pull back a little bit, stay inside. There will always be, but not yet, but not yet, you know. There's an exception, let's just do this. I want to get drunk, I want to, yes, your mind will have every excuse to reconnect in with story. It's quite likely it will be strong tonight, the pull to get involved in drama. That's what your mind will do in order to just re-patch over the openings that were created today. It's going to try and do that. It's up to you. You want to patch over those openings or, or honor them and let them expand more tomorrow, you know? That's your choice. I can't go home with you. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Stay outside of it all. Whatever word works for you bigger picture, or where am I looking from, outside of all of it. Find, find a word, find a tool for yourself, leave with a tool, so that you kind of, you can stay back. I want you to train your, 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 your brain to be able to view from the widest perspective, instead of contracting into the me, myself, I story. That's fine, that's like a planet down there with a dog barking on it. That's your mind and that's your story. Stay out here. Stay out here. Widest view. The still, still quiet place where nothing's going on. There's no story there. Stay there. Stay there. Let your brain figure out how to function. Your brain needs to figure out how to function when your attention is outside of all of it. And it will only do tasks. It will only do what needs to be done. But your thinking mind, ooh, that's going to have all kinds of distractions ready for you. Be on to it, huh? Be on to it. So thank you for hanging today. That was a quirky fun ride. <laughs> and thank you to the organizers and the hands that made the food and grew the food that fed us today for this lovely space. And we're going to make ourselves available to spirit here tomorrow, to what we really are, from 12 to 6 again. And let's see what happens. Huh? 
Much love. Thank you all.